0: Welcome to Recap, a podcast where we talk about the latest news featured on our social media pages. This is the news that matters most to voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but also act on what they hear. I am not your host, uh, Joshua Hyde, and with me is our analyst, Alex Crohanan, and our writer, Anthony Arnold, and uh, our favorite he, him, uh, Nick.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my name, yes. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
2: You've known um, me the so, uh,
0: and today is a very special episode. Um, <laughs> we are normally scheduled to uh, record today, and um, we decided that, let's say, and a couple, let's say, we had a couple of technical things come up, and so rather than do, like, our regular episode, we just decided to do a very special point, what we're going to call PointCast After Dark. Yeah! Um, <laughs> where, we're just going to take everybody in the studio, um... And uh, whoever else happens to like call in and join us, and we're just gonna just gonna talk, talk about like whatever, whatever is going on. Uh, it'll probably be politics related, and if it isn't, it will get there
2: yeah. somehow. <laughs> somehow, we will are find politics. a way. <laughs>
0: uh, so uh, uh, first, something completely different. Uh, let's talk about Thor and Thunder Team. Yeah, we're gonna we're
3: gonna have a little fun at first, sort of ease everybody into this unscripted, totally unplanned version of the show by talking about a movie where Alex has a a wrong opinion.
0: All right, <laughs> out, out here go. All right, I, I
2: say
0: I don't know that it's wrong. It feels different. I
2: mean.
1: <laughs> All right, real quick—is it spoiler or no spoiler? That's my—that's um, my one question. All right,
0: so let's let's we'll throw the spoiler warning now and just be all like, right. we're gonna talk about basically every part of the movie. Anything and everything is up for game. Um right. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, skip ahead. Skip this portion. I don't know. Yeah. You'll figure it out.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I believe in you.
1: Believe in the man that believes in you. Press the forward arrow until we're not talking, until we're angry. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Let's hear it. Let's,
0: all right, let's hear uh, your,
3: your uh, different opinion.
0: All right, okay, so let's talk about, all right, so I guess let's first talk about the positives. What worked? Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale's yeah. performance is amazing. It's very yeah. well done. Um, uh, He definitely, he has the best performance in the movie.
1: Um... I don't think yeah. that's a controversial take. Yeah. Okay. Hot um, take. I didn't I, really get that from him. I, I like, I didn't have any issues with his performance, but like, everyone's like, he's so good. And I'm like, he just kind of shows up and does this thing. Like, I don't, uh, I also, I, I walked in a little late, so I only saw him stab that God right at the beginning. Oh, okay.
0: So the beginning is, is a, is a, is what so I miss like a crucial and the thing. Ending is great. Okay. Like, All right. You're, I say that and I say, And if you're only looking at, like the middle, like the middle portions, like that, that's fair. But like the beginning and the ending are, are just like, just very raw. They're very well done.
1: Okay. So I miss yeah. I missed one of
0: his seats. Got it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like a serious actor and you could tell he's like a serious actor doing serious actor things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And in, in, in a genre that doesn't always like have serious actors, like, I liked everybody in these movies, but I don't think anyone was calling like Chris Hemsworth exactly like a cinematic heavyweight.
0: Uh, I say that the cinematic, heavy, <laughs> say, the cinematic
3: heavyweight. please. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Uh, and, I, and probably soon Natalie Portman. <laughs> uh, maybe
0: that we'll get,
3: we'll get, <laughs> we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Uh, all right. So what a, what what else I like works? Christian Bill. What else works? Uh, the movie is, um, it's big. It's like, the, and that.
0: The costume that an and insult. art direction is great. Yeah. It's so yeah. like. Yeah. I say every, I say all of the outfits definitely feel like they're together. But yeah. Also like, don't, I say never. Uh, they all have distinct portraits. Um, you can you say you, you're never confused. Despite yeah. both of them wearing, you know, pretty Thor inspired outfits. You're like, oh. I, yeah. I never just from the from the costume. I am never confused who is who.
3: Yep, I love that part of it. Uh, the movie was very clearly trying to go for like a like a hair metal aesthetic, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. totally like it nails that. Like space that Vikings. was the that was the goal: space Viking and hair metal. We were like, all right, you set yourself a goal and you like nailed it. Whether or not people have to love all the hair metal stuff is, is whatever, but that was what they were trying to do, and it and it works. I mean, the movie is loud and it's bright. And it's, it's, you know, fun. it's fun. It's I, generally I had a, a very fun movie.
0: I say I uh, to, uh, to quote my wife, um, that's the that is the happiest and most fun that I've had uh, that I felt after a, after a Marvel movie recently. OK, For three years. Yeah, I have not had fun at a Marvel movie.
3: Jeez, that is They've a stinking all, indictment.
0: The, uh, uh, say, now I'm well, trying to say, backtrack it's through sad. all the movies. Say, it's so okay, so uh, let's uh, let's let's run through the list, right? So um, uh, before this was Multiverse of Madness, yeah, um, which is not—I mean, which is Marvel's like first attempt at like a horror movie. Not yeah. fun.
2: Yeah,
0: not fun. Okay. Um, Spider-Man. There are parts that are very fun. Also, uh, Aunt May dies, and it's just sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, about midway true. through the movie, this is real, fast. real sad, real right. sad, real fast.
0: Okay, so uh, so uh, before that, and then I say, and before that is Avengers Endgame.
2: No, no, what there's the Eternals, say? which is oh, bad. Right, Sorry, you're right. But, there's the Eternals,
0: but, which was meh, and which was meh. The one mad. I
3: would dis- to see, the one I was gonna say though is I say uh, Shang Chi.
0: It's uh it's
3: is is a I very fun, fun movie. <laughs>
0: I say uh I say you're right. I say she she did throw, she she did come back and say Shang-Chi was good. But yeah. I say, I'll say I'll say and then Avengers Endgame which no, was No, you're, you're
1: also missing the other Spider-Man movie that came out before Avengers Endgame. Also also sad. And Black Widow. <laughs> and Black Widow.
0: Also sad. <laughs>
1: well, okay, but Yelena's is the best part of that movie. I mean, Florence... she's she a, a lot a of fun. Yeah, she's a lot of fun.
0: I, I will. I'm anytime the, that like Florence Pew is in a Marvel project, I'm excited.
3: Look, I think <laughs> your wife is probably right here. Like, I'm being yeah. mostly telling you, I think she's fine. This is a big fun, just go there, pop some, eat some popcorn, throw it in your face, turn your brain off for like two hours and 15 minutes, and just coast vibe.
0: I would say, no, like, no, no, it's like an hour and 40 minutes.
3: Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> even better. The uh, rare action movie that's, like, under two hours. Like, honestly, this is a
0: say, godsend. And one of the few times where I'm, like, the movie could have neat. Like, you could have given it another 15 minutes and it would have been fine. It would have yeah. been better if you had given it another yeah. 15 minutes. Cut, yeah. cut some of the humor. Cut some of some of the humor. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, just give the characters a give every Give all of your main cast a little bit more time to breathe. Because uh, you had these really intimate scenes where the heroes just talk to each other. And I loved it. Need mm. more of this, please. I also really loved the scenes where the heroes hero, like they save people. I, yeah. those
1: scenes are important to <laughs> those scenes that don't happen anymore,
0: <laughs> but they happened in this we, movie. Uh, we, got a Thor, like, we got to see Thor. Both Thor's just save people. That was nice. <laughs> no, are we now into
3: the segment of things that don't work though? Uh,
0: yes, we are now. We are now going to talk about the things that didn't work. Um, so uh, I'm going to start with the, I think the biggest, the biggest <laughs> elephant in the room, and that is the character arcs don't work because yeah. only two characters have <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, I, I say, uh, Katie was I say, my wife was telling me. Um, one I say, one of the valkyrie has a bit of a mini arc but it's not very well defined
2: and i was he like doesn't.
0: all right he, like, you know mm. hear me out and she was like okay so in the beginning um she doesn't really I say she talks about how she doesn't have anything to live for yeah and by the end she is training the next let say the next generation and she Let's say you know um, has let's say she feels inspired and she wants to go like she wants to go on. Um, she wants to feel shitty. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, and I was like, that's that's a really good take, Katie. Um, I really wish the movie had told me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: and, and look, the whole we just want to feel shitty. That, this is a terrible way to define love, and to base, like, people's arcs on the idea that, like, love somehow should involve you feeling bad. It's like, I, this is bad advice for Star-Lord. <laughs> bad, bad advice. This is, this is a bad take. Why are this, we running with this idea that, like... Star-Lord's
1: a stupid man with a bad take.
3: <laughs> Why right? are we listening to him? Right? Don't take Star-Lord's advice. Check anything <laughs> he's done. It's no. terrible.
1: Like He's I terrible get, at this. I get his advice functionally is it's better to feel something over not feeling something. I get right. that. It's just yeah. really badly worded. It's yeah. very easily misinterpreted, but yeah, that's, to, that's, to, that's fair to go back
3: to your point though. Valkyrie's arc in general is strange over the course of like the two movies that she's been a big part of because she's, she goes from heroic Valkyrie to like slaver, to regent. Yes. And there does have to be some connective tissue no. between the slaver to regent no. transition.
0: There will be none. It's all like,
3: oh, I'm going to push you in charge because like you would be a good leader. Does her history of slaver indicate <laughs> that she'd be a good regent? I'm not. <laughs> um,
1: where um, was the turn? Drinking entire <laughs> bottles of alcohol in three <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
0: right. Like, hey that's a say you <laughs> get prided on that in viking in yeah, <laughs> viking uh, society. We be
1: good. Well what are the qualities of the least her
0: previous employment
3: was in saving sometimes her own people. Yeah. for if gladiatorial combat. <laughs> So, and I like her character I think her character is fun and I think that Tessa Thompson is like a really
0: is fun having, addition having is having just the time of her life
3: but <laughs> if, if you were like uh, has Valkyrie done anything to show that she would be a particularly great ruler not really I think her arc in general is just like there's an old spice commercial joke yeah, which like my kids didn't get at all like, I was like, did you guys even understand that? And they were like, no. I was like, yeah. There's actually a whole
1: segment of the audience that does not understand this Old Spice joke. You know what would have been really nice? <laughs> you know what would have been really nice to, like, help prove her arc, like, at the beginning? Because I didn't get that take either, right, that Katie got. <laughs> it would have been great if during those really obnoxious scenes where she's doing King stuff, like the Old Spice commercial, that it cuts to the other thing, mm-hmm. it cuts to the other thing. If her face slowly goes from a smile to, like, this really, like, upset, frustrated, very easy detail that expresses all the emotion you need to express. Yes.
0: Uh, I say, um, I I do think this movie does a better job of using Natalie Portman. She Mm -hmm. feels much more like a character. That being said, the movie doesn't know who the main character is, and it's annoying. Yep. I understand I understand it. Very I, true. I get why it wasn't called Thor Four, but here's the thing. You didn't call it Thor Four. I assume the main character is Jane Foster.
2: Well no. Yeah. Thor little four, too many know, Thors.
0: It, the main character is the Thors and Gore.
3: And you did and little did you know till the end that love is a child. No. It's buddy. Nah. Well We should never that no. <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll, no. we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: We'll get,
3: we'll get there. But no, uh, you're you're you guys are both right. The character arts arcs, arcs are, are flat. I think Alex and I have some disagreement on Thor's arc. I basically hate I I pretty much hate both where he starts and
1: where he ends. I'm, and I hate uh, <laughs> oh, was even he? Thor's arc? What was Thor's arc? Someone just Oh, so, th- say, so
0: Thor, I say, so Thor's arc um, is uh, he is finally uh, actually coping with the death of Loki. Okay. Again, this isn't explicitly stated, but it's it's yeah it's, it's visual it's through visual storytelling. Yeah. The man has uh uh rest in peace Loki tattoos all over his back. Yeah. Uh, he is a inclu- including the the lo- the Loki, the Thor one Loki helmet tramp stamp. <laughs> Just
2: wonderful.
0: Um, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's great. Um, so and I say, so he's finally, I say, and uh, so um, and I say, and with that, he's also uh, reminiscing on his uh, lost relationship with Jane, uh, which Ooh. finally gets uh, retconned in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh and uh, say and so he is feeling i uh, say uh he is feeling despondent he is feeling alone he's feeling alone um and uh that's that's where we like and that's where we find him he's lost he's lost uh he lost nat um who uh, a he lost cap he lost Iron man uh, yes his what was all true? Let's see, the, who no, they don't even. Be, they don't
1: even say that. Like, uh,
0: you're you're not wrong. Um, he loses. Th- say we are le- We are led to. We're led to uh, say and to say again. It would have been really nice to have done a little bit more visual storytelling with this. And what if instead of just the Loki stuff, having I say the let's say the Black Widow icon, the shield, and uh, and the arc reactor. Something.
3: So and this is I think. Oh, this will be my top, my big like top level problem with Thor arc that I have. Uh, yeah. So
2: <laughs>
3: the stuff you're talking about is all yep. true, and it's all very fundamental to Thor as a character in general. Because, and this is where I think they just they lose sight of the character completely. There are two things in any Thor story that remain basically true. One is he is a prince slash king, depending on when you're setting it. And the other is that Thor is, like, old in a way that actually nobody else is. Thor in the MCU is, like, 1,500 years old, I think. Hmm. Now, in the comics, he's typically even older. But I think he's somewhere around 1,500. Which means that this cycle of loss is actually a thing Thor has been dealing with for 1,500 years. He understands what it is to lose people he, no- he expects, in fact, to lose everyone he will ever be in close with, which is why the loss of Loki hurts so much because outside of like other Asgardians, no one else is ever going to be around for very long. Like Cap's life is a blink of an eye to Thor. Iron Man has come and gone in a wink. Mm-hmm. That is actually a really serious thing, but your movie has to actually address this in a serious <laughs> way. Yeah. You can't ah. just joke away Thor of like, I have been dealing with the loss of humans who I have called friends for fifteen hundred years. I have loved and lost many of you. And this is actually a really big deal. And you can't just like stamp tramp it away and slap a joke on it and say, like, all right, we're done here. Well, actually, the story's dealing with like a depth of cosmic depression that no human on earth could ever possibly comprehend. (laughs) Like you know how many times i played this cycle out how many times I have come to love one of you and then lost you before I even knew what had happened like I went away on some cosmic adventure came back and all my friends were dead what oh yeah that's right you guys live like short pathetic lifespans Jesus I was only gone a minute I went down the block to get groceries and came back
1: and all my friends were dead
2: (laughs) I went out to get
1: cigarettes and then I came back and no one was (laughs) here
3: no one was here it happened again (laughs) Uh, This is a really serious, profound thing. And you actually have to, like, address, like, Thor has been dealing with this for so, so very long. Um, And that requires the, frankly, in this case, the director to, like, take the character seriously and not use him
1: as a way to deliver punchlines for other characters it just clicked to me how that like art could have worked a lot better in exactly right. the way that you said is that <laughs> the reason he's trying to stop, because like, assumedly all the gods are sort of on their same right. wavelength of we protect our people. that right. But the reason like they don't say, which would have really worked that Thor is going off and stopping this is because he's lost all these people. Right. And all the people and Loki and the other gods, who he's like, Oh, I'm not gonna lose them because they live as long as me, are right. also starting to die. He goes, Oh shit. Right. Is this I a will big be, deal? right.
3: I will be actually alone if the gods die. Like, yeah. there is, that is it. These are the only peers I will ever have, no matter how terrible and shitty they may be. Yeah. This is it.
1: This is it. And that would have <laughs> been a really be good me story
3: until the extinction of the universe <laughs> if they're dead. Just no. I don't know, um, and that's a really powerful, good story. But the movie doesn't, doesn't care to deal with any of that. No. It, it doesn't do any of these things. It doesn't grapple with Thor being fundamentally old or Thor being a, a regent in waiting. And, and but <laughs> even in this scene where he like walks into this Asgardian essentially town hall and commands the attention of everybody immediately. The movie is basically, one, this, like, immediately undermines Valkyrie, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it also, like, basically establishes, like, Thor is still king to them, and he always will be. Yes, because this is Thor's fundamental thing that he can never give away, even if he wants to give it away. Mm-hmm. You want to give this away to Valkyrie? You cannot. Mm-hmm. The throne is yours. You are the son, whether you mm-hmm. want it or not. It doesn't matter what you want, Thor. But the movie doesn't want to deal with Thor as a regent or ruler. They don't want to position him as a king in waiting or as actually the king. Post Ragnarok, he is the king. And and I thought that was such a great. I thought we had capped this part of his arc, right? The first Thor, Thor desperately wants to rule, but as his father says, "You're not ready, not yet." Like Mm -hmm. he wants it, but you can't have it. In Thor Two, a questionable movie. He does learn about sort of the limits of his own power. You cannot save your mom. You could not prevent Jade from being hurt. There are things even you cannot do.
2: You can Thor Ragnarok,
3: then, you could not save Loki. E- even with all your might, there's still things you can't do. Thor three, by the end, time we get to the end of Ragnarok, Thor no longer wants to be king, but it has found him. Mm-hmm. Dems the breaks.
1: Yeah. You, what does you're now ready. Say?
3: You're now ready. Right.
1: What does Odin say? I have one child who's ready for the throne and does not want (laughs) it. And the other one who wants it too much.
3: (laughs) Right. So now by the end of Ragnarok, he's king. You're ready. It has found you. We then go through in-game, Infinity War in-game. Thor goes through this dark period. By the end of this, he comes back to realizing he is still worthy. All the things you have gone through have not made you unworthy of this. This is now the time to move into like, Thor as he grows into a character as he grows into like a, a regent but the movie just tosses all that aside because they don't want to have him embrace any degree of responsibility and then when the movie ends they end with him on his own once again running away from his his job like Valkyrie can never be king or queen while you exist
2: no.
3: <laughs> like, anytime you go to new Asgard they're like I mean there's the real king
2: yeah, was, right. coming in on the,
3: coming in on the Bifrost. That guy with the, with the
1: beard and the hair.
3: Yeah, that guy with the hammer and the axe. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, the but sorry, that was a long winded like
1: why I think Thor's arc sucks. The, the only the only um I, the only irony of them kind of doing the same arc over and over and over is that North Missal, M- Norse mythology is inherently cyclical. So it kind of yeah. works on that level, but like <laughs> well, every yeah, other level in narrative so that, so that's, and in narrative, like, like making it feel good. No, it's, it does not work.
0: I say, and largely like that, that was, that was me to be my, like my, my counterpoint here was that like, so Thor kind of pokes fun at a uh, about this in Loki and Thor three and just been like, Uh, When Loki goes to betray him, he's like, Oh, brother, brother, brother. Like, are we really destined to do the same song and dance for forever? I trust you. We do the thing. (laughs) You you betray me. Right. I I say, you know, know, I grow up and just been like, Well, here, like, but here's the thing. So Iron Man was the progressive was the progressive character every movie he learned something and he became a better person and every movie and like and ultimately uh capping in um he you say in his sacrifice in endgame cap was the flat character cap never changes Yep. uh i will do the right thing and i will fight whoever i have to to like you know to do that yeah um Thor is, as like it was like you said, Nick, he is the cyclical character. Like he yes, yes, Thor, you and Loki are destined to do this same song and dance for forever.
2: <laughs> everyone Literally else gets forever. To move, like
0: everyone else gets to move on and uh and grow as people and do different things, and you, you do not. You get to <laughs> you are stuck in this time loop for forever. Well, <clears throat> and,
3: uh, my, and that- my 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 last take on the Thor arc, Alex. Right after I told you, they need to either like send Thor to a multiverse far far away, or just never do another Thor movie again, as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> I think they are struggling. What do we do with a character who can functionally never die, but can also never be defeated? He can never die via natural means, and can essentially never be defeated by any. Real enemy, which is both, which is like true, even in the comics. Like he will never die a natural death. Mm -hmm. He will never actually age, and he has no real. He has no peers. Thor is like actually peerless in both the MCU and the comics. He is essentially peerless, with the exception of like very, very few like universal level threats.
0: I will (laughs) respond by well, but Thor, at least in the say, at least in some of the comics, has the. Um, has the band to play off of. It'd be a right. real shame if you hired some some <laughs> some say some decent actors and then never used them right. and then unceremoniously <laughs> killed them off for no uh, yeah. reason.
1: Good thing <laughs> they didn't do that. <laughs> Good they, th- they, didn't silly. they didn't do <laughs> that. that no, been silly.
3: That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> to No, they didn't. Are you suggesting they killed Jane?
0: We're not. So I say, well, I say, thinking meant the Jay, Warriors, we three. brought Sif back. We brought stiff <laughs> yeah. back well. for a joke, I guess, for two I minutes.
2: Mean,
0: a bad joke. Yeah. I say, I let, say, let's let's be Okay, let's be very very honest. We brought stiff back so that like uh when she appeared, we want to when we use her for the next thing we want to do. Everyone's and we and she doesn't have an if she doesn't have a hand, we're like, oh. We know what happened.
1: We told you. We'd have we, we showed you. Like, she's in exactly, the movie yeah. for all of two very minutes. Clearly
0: and we, that's like yeah. you know, when she didn't appear again and was not plot relevant, like that's very clearly what, what they were
3: Someone has to train Hindahl son. Yeah.
0: Right. Apparently yep. this
3: must be Sif.
0: So yep. someone has to train Axel.
1: So <laughs> for 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 me, what uh, to I thought their solution to the Thor issue um of this is a character that can't die you know, he's too powerful, blah, 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 was that at the end of the movie, Gore was going to die before he could make his wish. And that Thor would go up and wish to ch- exchange his life for Jane's life. And then Natalie Portman would be the new Thor. And her, her essential weakness going forward would be if she doesn't have the hammer for the, whatever the comic book rule is, 60 seconds, I think, and she reverts back to Jane and then now she's just a human there was a, right. there
0: was a reason they cut this
1: it was a good yeah. decision um, yeah i well, i get why it uh, didn't happen but so the way that the movie did end wasn't better
0: <laughs> uh yeah. the way it ended for natalie
1: I, uh, well I no, no, let's the movie say in I'll,
0: I'll get there in just a minute i'll get there in just a minute so I, I say so i agree with you and i actually think that uh, this is where um, yeah, we'll just we'll call her love for uh, lack of a better term, and not wanting to. Uh, um, I
1: don't remember her name.
0: <laughs> I, wait, wait. I don't think she's is she given a name? No, I no. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, so we'll call her love. Um. So I say and so uh I mean we've talked about this before with the Mandalorian it is and I say it is man plus child.
2: Yes, <laughs> and go that'll on. be and
0: like and that's a fun dynamic. Like they already have it that scene was very fun. They have a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I would hope so. That's his real life daughter.
0: <laughs> oh, I wasn't aware of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I did not yeah. know. That's, That's very funny. Yeah. Um, well, they have a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the character, like the, like the, you know, the actors on screen, I, I was say, but like the characters, yep. like that scene was delightful. Yep. What is this? Uh, it, it is, uh. Um, <laughs> Pan flakes from Earth. I don't think I like pan flakes. You do. They're delicious. Look, that conversation
3: about that conversation about shoes is a verbatim conversation that all parents will have. Uh, uh, yes. Cannot wear those out the house. I'm going to. Oh my God. Fine. Right, you know fine. what? Whatever. We're going to go to the park, and your feet are going to hurt. It's going to be too bad
2: because <laughs> you <laughs> decided.
3: Yeah. You told to wear, we wear flip flops out the house. I told you not to.
0: They had a say, they have a like the characters just like they play off of each other very nicely no. uh, and, and I say and I think it puts like it allows you to let Thor be a supporting character and mm. that's probably where Thor needs to be for a while um at, no. say at least until we uh, and we'll talk about it now uh, well sorry I want to talk about Gore first no I want to talk right. about Gore because okay. Gore has All the right. best arc in the movie. <laughs>
3: And you like how it ends? Because you and I have some disagreement, I think, on how his arc ends.
0: Yes, yes, I do, I do, I do like. Yes. Um. Uh, so everyone, is say, you know, Anthony. Um, my favorite villains are the villains who are right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, say. So, uh, sometimes comic books get it right, and like Lex Luthor is a. Re- is like I say is a. Say like is a very smart person doing unreasonable things because um, there's a little God walking the street. And what do I, and and what, what do we do if he like, yeah, he's the paragon of truth and truth, justice in the American way. Um, But what happens if like, he's not for just a minute?
2: Yeah.
1: And injustice happens.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. Right. So like, so this is the, This is the quintessential question that, like, Lux Luthor should be thinking. And I actually, like, and I really like when the character is driven by, um, uh, I say, I I must, like, I must accumulate, I must accumulate all of the wealth in the world because I need all of the resources to fight Superman. Yeah. Like, uh, why are you robbing the bank? Because I need the money to fight Superman. Like, Superman is
3: terrifying. Superman is terrifying.
0: <laughs> and uh, I I, and someone has to fight him and I am the yeah. person best equipped to do it. Yeah. So you're going to break a whole bunch of flaws. What do your laws mean? Is he, he, you don't <laughs> Alien
3: God has to say Alien Who God. cares about laws? What laws?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. So, okay. And, and so, are you think, on to Gore, Gore not... was right?
0: So, well, sorry, say what?
3: You don't think Gore is right.
0: No, Gore is right. Okay. So I uh, say, um, so uh, the beginning of the film, you know, clearly demonstrates uh, Gore is correct. Um, like some go- say, gods who are derelict in their duties should be killed. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. In fact, I uh, say, I uh, say, mo- like most of the pantheon, I uh, say, all of the gods present, and no, I guess not all of them. All- most of the gods in olympus should be slain the world the universe is better if they're not here
2: yeah
0: i say how do i know this because the movie told me yeah zeus makes his appearance and then says we're going to decide who um the winner for where the orgy is going to take place um, by who sacrificed the most human souls excuse
3: me this is correct. Yes, the movie goes out of its way to demonstrate as that, a, like,
0: as uh, a hu- as a human, who would be sacrificed? N- uh, no, I'll I, I I just kill you first. <laughs> Damn.
3: <laughs> this is correct. Yes, <laughs> and you're, and so then So, well, how-
0: so I love say so I love that Gore is so Gore yes. is not wrong. Like, like, Gore's premise: some gods need to be slain is not wrong. Yeah. Um, so where I say no where he does and I think the and again we disagree about this, but I yeah, say the movie shows us that um he takes his <laughs> he takes his campaign too far and he just decides and he kills indiscriminately. Now we're also told that uh his the Necro sword possesses the wielder it corrupts right. them and turn, right. say, and turns them into its one like into its puppet. Uh, you know, in the same way that like the one ring corrupts its like its wielder, um, correct. And so Gore kind of loses his way, and he just kills indiscriminately. We um we let's say there are multiple planets sending out SOS signals, asking and say asking for help because their like their god has been slain. Um and let's say we can talk about well the god i say god's do good things and then they do not like and then they just uh i i, I say uh i said um like that the god's uh put a lumps like put a uh, put a put a lump sum in the bank and then live off the interest for forever yes until Correct. I say, until it is like until uh it is inconvenient or uh uh you want me to do what i can't be bothered with that i'll find i'll I'll inspire some new people in a month or two. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, and
3: and what I told you when we texted about this last night was the movie also starts and Nick, you this is the part you would have seen. This
1: is the part I miss, yeah.
3: Gore is continuing to worship his God. As has as have all of Gore's people, long past their God being actually useful. Which means that the idea that like the people are mourning – well, the people are mourning their god dying because they don't know any other way. This
0: is how Gore was. Ca- Gore think, was – It's a argument But Gore would not have noticed if his god had been killed.
1: Good point. <laughs> his society <laughs> would not have true. noticed
0: if his god was killed. The people who notice their god is killed are the people whose gods are still taking an active interest in their, in their society.
1: Mm-hmm. If the um, if the Greek the pantheon conflict, dies, nobody notices
0: because they don't right, do the anything. The first conflict with the guardians on that on the planet is is um is set off by a god who is active in their people's in their people's lives being slain. And that's yes. what leads to the that's what leads to the strife and the conflict. Because their protector right. isn't there. So there are gods who are doing a like who are doing their jobs and trying to do good, um, or at the very least trying to do right by their people? And um, Gore does not
2: care. Uh,
3: if that's what the movie wants you to realize, it should show
1: those gods being helpful.
3: And, uh, yeah, I, and I only I ever am, shows
1: unhelpful gods, and I agree. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> right. I agree. Right. You're, you're,
0: you're right. You're right. It would have been really cool. I uh, say it would have been really cool to instead of opening on that um, after after the scene with Gore, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the intro, Gore's intro sequence, to then um, you know have uh, yeah. I'll say you could still cut into an action scene where I say uh, where instead of fighting the um, uh, owls, the, the I I'll say whatever. Right. Whatever whatever, owls. Say, you could have replaced that with shadow monsters and it would be fine. Or even, or even if it is just the owls, um, have the, uh, let's say have the owls are attacking because Gore killed their God. And then Gore is attacking this God now. Right. Right. Say, yeah. yeah right. I, again, again, the movie is an hour and 40 minutes. And if you, <laughs> this is like a four minute scene, no. just, just, just
1: cut some of
0: it. it in there.
1: Right. Right. Cut cut some of the exposition by cord and throw Correct. in I... throw in a small scene where gore like wa- just appears from the shadows he stabs his god goes into the shadows the next scene he appears from the shadows says however long later who cares and he walks up to the to the blue people's god stabs it while they're mid worshipping it. Right. Like okay it takes saying, an active interest this is a god they care about this is a god who's here right saying, actually and you doing the thing maybe he's healing someone who cares saying, and you and can even do, the, or just can do them. that
0: two weeks later and then and like and then and then introduce the and then do the and then do the korg uh yeah. you know guardian sequence like yeah, yeah perfect. i perfect i again i agree
3: <laughs> i mean you have to show him like being wrong sometimes like you have yeah. to actually show and, and, and i don't think Frankly, I don't think either the director or the writers of the movie were actually interested in showing like. But
0: and then say, some and then of these he,
3: guys are good.
0: And then finally, um. <laughs> you know, say, obviously, and I say, and obviously, our gods are good. Right. Thor is going well. to say both Thors are good, and this is where, and I say, and this is where again, I think Gore's uh, why Gore's arc works is Gore the person would have rec- like would have recognized this. No. I went to kidnap children. And uh, I didn't uh, say I, I I eventually succeeded, but my original plan was to murder the town, kidnap the children, and then like, and then, and then draw you out. But you showed up. I didn't get, to, even, I didn't even get to massacre the town. You were already there. You were already but there. But
3: even, but even with the characterization of like, our guys is good. I don't, this is where you get into like the problem of having these big, huge, interconnected universe because thor is not like our only god like loki was also one of our gods you go mm, the annihilation of loki before would not have been an altogether bad thing the all father himself was not let's say the most attentive of all fathers mm-hmm. <laughs> thor is, is the only hey, hey thor right. had nine <laughs>
0: realms and earth is but one planet in nine realms you know right He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy.
3: Oh, no, he's taking Odin naps, man. Uh, yeah, he's too busy sleeping for a half a year. <laughs>
1: right. I think the point of that they're trying to drive home, and this is something that I think happens more often than not in the Marvel, like, comics, is that Thor is really the only active yep. god <laughs> at all. He decides, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to protect humans because I like them, and nobody exactly. else, no one else is doing that. Right. Um... Hercules which shows I, up, but I don't know how that works in comics. Which I but,
3: yeah. think is actually like a really. Uh, this is the point the movie tries, I think, in a very ham-handed way to make at the end, but it's a point that they really should have again devoted any more time to making. Which is the thing that separates Thor from these other inattentive gods is like Thor has a personal attachment to his people, no, in a way that the other ones just don't. They're like fucking around in like their golden city. Doing their orgies doing their orgies. And Thor is like, but I'm like on the ground with my with my people. Like I live and walk among them all the time. Mm -hmm. Then in a way you guys do not. And I think Mm -hmm. the message there is like I think this would have been a better way for just Thor's arc to end is like if I can change, they they can change Gore. They are not Mm -hmm. just I, I was not too different from them in all the time I lived. Again, back to time. In all the time I have lived, I was not once very different from these other guys either.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I changed, and they can change too. So you could even have some of the gods from Omni City or whatever it's called. Um, and be inspired, yeah. Be inspired <laughs> to show up and, yeah, and be yeah, like, "Yo, uh, you like your people? You want to save us? As, like, yeah, Show me yeah, yeah, how as to as do so so that. The, we'll fight." As as the army of children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the army of children, but <laughs> I it's, I,
0: it's say, weird. I, I say you, you could. say personally, you could have done both. Yes. um and it also would have say it also would have made that scene from uh let's say whatever I'm gonna call it Olympus. Um yeah let's say is a scene for like that whole scene from Olympus like pay off. Yes. Um mm-hmm. rather than just set up Hercules to enter the MCU which don't get me wrong, pretty excited about. But
3: I mean they have weird. some fun they have some fun times in the comics. Oh yeah.
0: Hercules is <laughs> fun. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a good so, time. So let say so again I, I'm excited about but like yes as a movie you you really should have you really should have done that just
1: to make it also that would have been sorry. Off. Um, it also would, would have said, been real pointy. It also would have been a really good chance to have like whatever gods show up give their powers to the kids so you could do fun ways to use new gods. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. All right. I want to circle back to that one. <laughs> that 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 doesn't that didn't work. It d- it was very fun. It was very cool. It didn't work. Um, so let's uh, see. But I want to circle back to back to Gore. So after they break the necro sword, oh, we have a guest entering.
2: Ooh.
0: Hello, stranger.
3: Challenger has entered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe connecting. All right. Um. I'll. Anyway to so continuing uh so once he's free of the necro sword uh the necro sword's influence and he finally like he steps into eternity to get his wish and um I say and he like he comes to like he comes to face uh, say he's the veil is lifted from his eyes he recognizes that he is dying um and he recognizes that you could leave um you could say uh, like you could kill me um, and Thor even says, L- yeah, but she's dying. Why would I t- say, why would I kill you? Why would I spend my precious last moments killing you when I can be with her? Yeah. Why? Well, so, uh, hello, uh, guest. Are you here now?
4: Well, maybe.
1: Yes,
0: we, yes. we can hear you. Yes. Uh, so make yourself known, uh, visitor. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
4: Hello, I'm Steven. I'm friends with Alex.
0: Nice Semi to meet regular you. listener. Hello, Stephen. Oh, good. <laughs> Very excited to have you on uh, on the special here. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes, we're we're, we're I know we're that you moved. don't really follow the MCU, but you know.
1: We wanted to warm up with something easy, some light, <laughs> something light.
4: Of course, of course. So. I, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I stopped with the MCU after Endgame because it felt like that was a good place to stop.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. that's fair. <laughs> I don't think. Otherwise, you're wrong. it's just
0: it's
4: it, it just feels like it's going to keep going ad infinitum. You know, you know, like yeah. it's,
0: golly gee, I hope so. <laughs> it is. It is. Wow.
3: <laughs> it's never going to stop. Ooh, uh,
0: this, say this is what. Uh, uh, I say, Well, say, and maybe we've talked long enough about the movie. Um, uh, but I'd say, but like this is this is what like humans are like are supposed like should be doing. This is what we should be spending our time doing, fucking art.
3: The, M- <laughs> the MCU, like, like Thor's arc, is cyclical. It's
2: cyclical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it ha- there are o- there are only nine stories, Anthony. Only nine.
2: All
1: right. Alex, give your rating. Give me a give me a All right, so Thor, anything well, out of say, anything.
0: Uh Thor, Love and Thunder, um six out of ten.
1: Six out of ten. And okay. I I'll say
0: I wanna I will throw some caveats on here. I'm a very harsh film critic. Mm-hmm. So I say, uh so like five is like five is my average score. Okay. Five All right. Is a- five is, so is the average score. That's how average is right. yeah. yeah. So yeah, five is, the is my average 10 point scale. If you he want to, right? Let's say, um, so a five, let's say a five is a movie that I say that I watched okay. once, that I will probably never watch again, and uh, let's say, but like, am satisfied with watch with watching it. A six would be like a movie I am willing to rewatch. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. A one being a movie that I have watched and my life is worse. I was <laughs> boring, boring,
2: I saw, I saw it and was this. mad. And was, yes, was- and was yes, and was mad.
0: Um, so like, uh just for like point of reference, Rise of Skywalker is a three. Okay.
4: Yeah. All right. I was is is fair, though. Far too generous.
0: That's a- way too generous. I was very, <laughs> very, very angry. Twitch i respond. This uh, look, the cinematography. say the the cinematography is fine, the uh, the performances are good, the dialogue is decent by a star by Star Wars. I say by star wars levels <laughs> um uh
2: probably true i
0: say uh, i say the set pieces, like the set pieces, the action is good like it's what's it, a it's, one
3: for you what is there a, a comic one? book movie that's a one it's like Comics? justice league a one
4: um oof
3: batman vs you know. superman is this a one no, no. Uh, I, I,
0: I No, I know it's not.
2: I know. I said that on
0: purpose. Because I've heard your um, take on this movie. <laughs> uh, what about, about
4: Electra, Alex? Oh Elektra's god, a that's one, right?
3: that's a one. That's gotta be a one.
0: Did you say that's not a one, Alex, but I Catwoman is a one.
2: Catwoman Ooh. is a one. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Electra's
0: not a one? I say, yeah, I say, look, look, Bear, hey, say Halle Berry hey say Hallie Berry in skin tight leather. Could not save that movie.
3: This is fair. This is fair. Okay. So so that's a one. Alright. Okay. So yeah. we're using a full ten
0: point scale. Besides oh, being like And just just to so work clear, Electra is a two.
1: Damn. Oh, okay. So it's something saved it for him. <laughs>
2: he didn't he leave did it. Jenner I don't know what say, it was. I think uh, Jennifer
0: G- I think Jennifer Garner does a say does a good performance in that movie. <laughs> I think the uh Special effects were fine at the time. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: all right, all right, Anthony. What's your take? Oof. Your score? For uh, I gave it like a four.
3: Okay. Yeah. You would never watch
0: this movie again.
3: Uh no, I I will not rewatch this movie. No. All
0: right. Okay.
3: No, I wasn't like actively upset that I saw it, but if you ask me, like, will I watch it again? No. Especially now that like there's no there's no cable television. I'm not gonna stumble across it on a rainy Sunday afternoon if I can't screw it. Like, am I gonna seek this movie out on Disney Plus? No, no, I am not.
0: <laughs> I, say, I, I, I say as a note, I I say it's it a six and not a seven, because you're right, I would never actively seek it out. But if it if they mm-hmm. think it's suggested to me and just been like, I actually like kinda want a good time.
4: I <laughs> so what, wanna look at the streaming ghost like again. <laughs> oh, uh... Sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying, it's one of those things where, like, if years from now your daughter is
0: like, oh, "Let's watch all the MCU, Dad," it's not one you're gonna skip. Yeah, it's absolutely go, not like, one I would. Sure. I, I, I'd ever be like, "We're we're sk- and we're skipping this one." It's like, no, no, this one's fun. It's a good time. Well.
2: Um, all right. My
1: my score yeah. is five. I'll go right in between the both of you because the way I felt about it was essentially the same. It was, I'm not going to seek this out. The only time I'm ever going to get this is if I'm on a flight somewhere or I'm in a hospital and it's just on. (laughs) That's the only way I'll watch this
3: again. (laughs) It's preferable to pain in a hospital. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. All right. So that essay. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, but this is a but this is like this is what humans should be doing rather than as especially as we approach post-scarcity rather than, I don't know, trying to like all of us have to come up with bullshit jobs to work so that we can live. That seems really yeah. seems really dumb. Yeah.
4: You're I mean, saying, totally. But at the our- same time, there's some things that should go on at infinitum and there's some things that shouldn't like one piece one piece can go on forever. No, no, one no, piece going on forever.
0: No, they gotta
4: find the one They're piece. They gotta don't.
1: find it. <laughs> no. No, they don't. They do eventually. <laughs> look, look. It's no, the
4: friends no. you made along the way.
2: Oh no.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm a I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. And, sorry, I'm a big a Song of Ice and Fire fan. And I think if you lay them out, I think a Song of Ice and Fire will be less pages than one piece.
4: <laughs> and you know what? That makes sense because I'm gonna hot take, real hot take. I think Oda Sensei is a better writer than George R. R. Martin. Because guess who's never written himself into a corner? Ever. <laughs> There
0: you have it. I will respond, but who has better, char- better three dimensional <laughs> characters?
4: Oda Sensei. Yeah, every time. I,
0: <laughs> every time? I do not believe you.
4: <laughs> okay. Yes, have you met Mr. Mr. Tubon Clay, the best trans representation in manga and anime?
0: How many chapters is One Piece at, Steven? <laughs>
4: Uh, I don't remember. It's above a thousand.
0: Uh, I, I, okay. Is it thir- Is it thirteen hundred? Are we at thirteen hundred chapters?
4: Okay, look, hold on. Let me open my Shonen Jump app. All
0: right. Okay, I, I need to
1: know.
4: We are at. Ten fifty three. Okay, not even. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We okay. haven't even broken
1: eleven hundred. Right. right. Calm down. Calm down, right. so calm down assume, Alex. Let's assume. All right. I'm going to be very
0: generous, and we will assume fourteen pages a chapter on average.
4: I uh, know it's it's seventeen if you don't count like the title page.
0: Okay. All right. So we're going to say. set So you're saying seventeen pages per. We're at 17,901 pages and the story is not over.
4: Yeah, but it's going to be over in the next two years. He said so.
0: All right.
1: All right.
3: Okay. (laughs) Set reminder for two years. Set
1: reminder for two years. (laughs) We'll be back. We'll talk about it. If it's not over, we'll be pissed.
0: (laughs) So you think it'll be over in less than 1,200 chapters. So you're saying at most the story will be... Twelve hundred times seventeen. People who are mm-hmm. better yeah. at math, at mental math than me, will already say twenty thousand four hundred pages. That's a lot of pages.
4: Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing: <laughs> it's worth it. Every single page <laughs> is worth it. I wouldn't delete anything out of it. Not, not a bit. I don't. It's beautiful. There you have I don't, it. I don't know
2: what's wrong with you. <laughs>
1: Anthony, yes. song ice and fire. Anthony, I'm curious since since this is technically a recap, do you have a poll to throw out? I just want to know no, if you got anything I interesting. I don't think we're doing
3: any any anything poll related. I mean, I, I don't want to step on any polls that Josh may have wanted to do. Oh, Although the most recent poll that we put in our show, or I actually do think is a really fascinating one. If we wanted to talk about one, it was a poll about Brittany Griner and like sort of what we should do. I what should we do?
1: Uh yeah, because I originally posed a question in our chat. But uh, um, we could I mean, uh, it's it's a recap. I mean, we could do a Yeah, or we could just pose a weird question. That's yeah. Like,
3: political I best. mean, I think that's an interesting question just because. Um, well, I, there's always the like, we should be doing everything possible. Right. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the big thing you hear up top. We should do everything possible to, 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 to get her out. But the, the problem here is, like, your first option is, like, you could just send in, like, the SEALs. that That's, like, that's that's the <laughs> default option, right? You can yeah. send in the SEALs to, like, bust around. You go, well, that's not possible in this case. Well, now you're negotiating. There's only, yeah. like, two options. It's either the military or negotiations. Mm-hmm. Typically, we just do prisoner swaps. That's, like, the standard default thing we do. It just so happens, though, that Russia is in a war of uh, hostility and aggression on which we are on the opposite side, and the prisoner who they are likely to want released will aid their war effort. Mm-hmm. That is the very direct, that is the direct problem. What they are asking for is aid in their current war effort. And so the question becomes, should you trade Brittany Griner for something that will aid Russia's war effort? That uh-huh. is like the direct like, no bullshit no you, frills question.
0: Say, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, essay. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this. The answer, answer is yes. You should. You say you should. You should make this trade, and then you should increase the amount of, of aid you're giving to you to Ukraine.
3: Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, that gets us into into some of the other potential issues we're gonna run into with. <laughs> even if we think it's like a morally justifiable blank check, which I which I think it is, there is going to be some political problems with the blank check approach uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, I think even the question on his face, I mean, is there a limit to something Russia could like if Russia asked for a relief from economic sanctions in exchange for Brittany
0: Griner? Ned, uh, I want a—I I want a billion dollars <laughs> Yeah, but I think there has to be some
3: thing in which I think a reasonable person would say we should not trade that
0: for her. You're, you're, you're right. You're, yes, obviously. I, that, like That was my point, right? And just yeah. Like, oh, uh, I want a billion dollars an hour. Right. Like, and the reason I
3: pose the question <laughs> is because I do think sort of in a real hard, brutal politics way, we oftentimes don't grapple with something like this. We go like, this is a swap. And there has to be a limit to what you are willing to swap even for something you really would like and uh that is that is politics especially international's politics especially when it's at a time of war again typically we just swap one of our prisoners for theirs we've all we both have prisoners the other side once we just sort of keep them on ice until they have one of ours this is a really <laughs> brutal thing to say about people but this is exactly how prisoner swaps function among countries
0: so, nah, yeah, we'll to say we'll we got some
3: spy from way to hell back when Chilling on ice. We'll
0: tra- say we'll trade. Say we'll yeah. trade. Two- say we will trade two for two. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. what we're. That's that's what we're offering.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, and and you know, again, any any, you know, I think the one person they want someone who's I think like the merchant of death, like one of their, and you know, they they want propaganda victories. They want someone who they can bring home and say like, look what we were able to extract from the U.S. They gave us a valuable war criminal in exchange for a basketball player. Is that brutal sounding? Yeah, but that's how they're going to say it. I
2: mean, that's yeah. what they're
3: going to. I mean, that's going to be their spin. And like, do and, you and want like, to and enable and their propaganda machine
0: to spin like that? Uh, and yeah. say to say, and in a world that makes sense, a world that makes sense, the the U.S. like the U.S. Let's say, um, Russia would spin it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the S.A. and the S.A. and the U.S. and Europe would we, would we, spin would spin let' say look like look, look at the say look at this barbaric government yep we and say uh we asked say we asked uh for like for the like for this uh for this person who isn't important to like uh, is not an important asset to the war isn't an important asset to um you know so to like to some merchant of death yep but like what is it say but is this but is one of our citizens and is a, and like and is of someone who is important to us like as a culture. Well, yeah. is a moral moral win. Take those.
3: (laughs) I mean, yes. That is how you would have to battle against this sort of stuff. Um, But then the other part of the poll question was like if U.S. citizens break laws in other countries, like should we? And this one is... (laughs) You know, this one gets us into some tricky territory because what? we may disagree with category. we may disagree with laws in other countries, but a... that doesn't invalidate those countries' rights to enforce their laws. Mm-hmm. This is a tricky space.
0: So uh, this is the uh, I, uh, I, I, how, I say, how I say I was lurking on our conservative. Our oh, no. conservative, uh, <laughs> oh, which why? I do not, I do not recommend. Oh do, man, do not, do not. There be there, there be stupid here. Do not. <laughs> um, and uh, someone said, uh, as uh blanking on, um, who is the who is the free state of Jones um, abolitionist?
2: Something
0: about the guy. Yeah. Well, um, do you re- say, <laughs> who's it based on now?
3: Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a particular. Yeah. That I don't know.
0: Newton Knight. All right. It said, uh, Newton Knight was. Uh, someone posted, Newton Wright was right to kill
1: slave slaveholders.
0: And the other person responded, no, murder was illegal. Slavery wasn't against the law. I. And it's like Ooh. because law <laughs> determines morality, so like, uh. like so, so I am bringing this up like, it's like so to your point, Anthony. Yeah. Um, so you know, like right? Like other nations, uh, so, you know, have sovereignty and they get to enforce like into enforce their laws. And if we, as a culture, agree with their law, then like you say, and like and think that the punishment is reasonable. Then we should like we should probably like we should probably allow them to we should like allow their right. justice system to handle it. In instances where we we as a nation don't agree with that like don't agree with their law, we don't think the penalty is just. Then we should use we should develop mechanisms like say an international court or or some type of international body to help uh, like resolve international disputes. Yeah. Um.
3: Mm, that becomes I think that's basically okay when it's sort of these big huge like human rights issues. I think that sure. tracks pretty well. But like drug use is not such an issue?
0: Um define drug use, please.
3: I think most people would say like a country has the right to set their own drug laws. Um we're not talking like a like a drug that even in the US, there's not like one hundred percent acceptance that it should be legal. We have not yet arrived at that position here. You can get locked up for what she is doing in this country, what she has been accused of doing, you can be locked up for that in the US. Yeah. And it is, yeah. it is a strange thing to dictate to another country that they should not imprison someone for a thing you might currently <laughs> imprison them for.
0: <laughs> to which to, to, yes, <laughs> but if they, so if you had to choose, Anthony, a Russian yeah. prison or the U.S. or a U.S. prison, where would you want to spend <laughs> I mean, your spend your? Uh, Look, your
3: there's time? no doubt about which one is preferable here, but.
0: I,
2: I mean, The I, thing I,
3: I, she is accused of is illegal in parts of this country. So it it appears we are just mad that they are locking up a U.S. citizen.
0: What what's the case? I, I mean, I think the rea- the other issue is I don't think we tr- we don't tr- sorry we obviously don't trust them, so we don't trust their case either. Correct. That this was retaliation. You made something up.
3: What? Uh, that is very likely.
0: Yes. I say.
3: Uh, or I say. Or if you, is or it, or at if least you, a possibility. There's a distinct possibility.
0: Right. Or say. Or if you didn't yeah. make, like, or if you didn't make it up, um, you're certain, like, you're you're trumping up the. Yep. The charge. You're playing up
3: how serious it is. Right.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. Which, do, I uh, do I believe, <laughs> like, do I think Griner was over there? Uh, you know, making a fuss? No, no, not really. No. Was she was she hurting anybody? No. Did you find marijuana on her or in her, or like, or in the place that she was at? I would believe that. I can yeah. see that.
3: I think it's especially likely given that uh, she is tra she is traveling from a country, and it's from a country where it is legal where she lives. I believe. And I think it's entirely reasonable that it was just a total slip of the mind. Like, oh shit, I'm used, I, I got kind of used to being able to carry this around, and forgot yeah. that I was maybe in a place where I cannot carry this around. Uh, and then they played it up for, you know, political reasons. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't invalidate it.
1: Um, pure.
3: Yes. And so it's. Uh,
0: I, I guess. Has- right. I say, and so to Mike, so to circle back, like, which is why I said, so what's the punishment? It's, it's like, right. so, um, uh, da, 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 um, so let say abortion is illegal in Texas. Right. But I think Texas, I think even Texans would take issue with uh, someone goes to, um, Saudi Arabia right um, and then gets arrested for uh let's say for say for an abortion. I I I think even some I think even t- like Texans would have an issue with that. Yes. Say, oh, I say, and we're going to execute her by like we're gonna execute her or like uh we're gonna execute her by stoning her to death.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, like, okay. wait, 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 wait. Just wait. To...
0: wait.
4: <laughs> we're we're not just wanna just want to throw it out there that actually in uh, in sharia law uh it, it's not that would not be a okay thing i mean that she would be punished for thank you Stephen. Uh, saudi is, arabia is in fact more lenient than texas <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> Holy shit. amazing
0: okay uh so bad bad example but like you and in, in an alternate un, in a similar alternate universe
2: yeah so.
3: no I think these are all great questions I mean I like to hear what, what Stephen and Nick both have to say about all this but because I do think I I stressed before Nick you probably weren't around but I told you certainly Alex like I love foreign policy in general because it's it's like it's both more complicated but it forces you to really try to like in some ways really think about how you feel about an issue because when you are talking about countries dealing with countries, the sort of rules we apply that like, well, we can sort of tell this state what to do. You cannot tell Russia what to do. You cannot force anything upon another country short of like using arms. That is that is it. You are in you are purely into negotiating phase of things. Once the military option is off the table, you are now in negotiating phase, and you really do have to sort of think because things get more complicated very quickly. And I do think there's been a fair bit of like we don't want something to happen to an American citizen. And so we are trying to impose on them a thing that we are not even willing to do in our country, <laughs> uh, which I guess you into some I mean, interesting space. We'll say that, some interesting logic around that, like
0: you would say, and we, would, um, and again, I think that the ideal solution is say is uh and it, say is a foreign national is uh say is charged with a crime in your like in your country okay i, I say uh, there's say there is a there's an international court like day, like for like for handling this and like it will be resolved like and it will be resolved you know both countries will come to uh, say will come to an agreement about how to, like how to deal with it fair say fair say fair and balanced
1: tm so, and
0: c and r
1: um, tm and c and r so i i don't have a ton of thoughts about this but if Stephen, you would like to throw in some thoughts go yeah ahead. i i guess i i don't know i i think it's it's really it's
4: super tricky um you know i mean i mean anthony obviously you're you're right in that the beauty of foreign policy is this sort of like meshing of different cultural ideas and thoughts um how, because we are like the world is full of radically different people and cultures and and like things that we value. Um, so it is really hard to say, um, we don't live in should land. I, I feel like if we lived in the land I would want us to live in, Russia would just say, Hey, this person did this. Here's this international court that already exists. So let's, uh, work together to figure this out. Um, I think realistically, what it's going to come down to is a negotiation that is absolutely going to end up with Russia getting uh, getting the better of us, and we're going to have to rely on the moral victory, like Alex, uh, like you said. Because um, I just don't think we can save face if we just said, "Well, nope, never mind, just let her die." <laughs> right. Right. No, you're you're
3: you're you're right. That's that's the one that's like not an option. You're right. (laughs) Letting her rot in a Russian prison is not an option.
2: And uh,
4: (laughs) Right, yeah, I I, saw you why I absolutely I think Russia's going to get the better of us in some way. Um it it just is what it is, and it's just something we have to make peace with.
0: Yeah. So, So I saw you shake your head at Anthony at this uh you know, this international court and just been like I mean, establishing it, let say, would be would be tricky for let's say establishing it like a fair court in the first place would be like would be right. very tricky and like right. very uh, convoluted process. And then the second part of it is uh, making, say, getting everyone getting its decisions to be binding would also right. be uh, you know even more tricky, as noted by nothing like the, the UN exists and is not binding. Correct, correct um, uh, Because
4: I, Go ahead, Steve I, See, I, I don't know, I, I like the international court idea But I also, uh, it just It feels really tricky because it feels like it depends a lot If I go to Saudi Arabia And I start just drawing Pictures of Muhammad and, and labeling it ha, ah, this is Muhammad And right. with big arrows um, <laughs>
0: Clearly that's can not you, a crime Can you allow uh, say Can you uh, just uh, for our viewers, just like, can you explain why? Yeah.
4: The right. Terribly. Sorry. Yeah. So you, you're in, uh, in Islam, you're not supposed to draw pictures of the prophet Muhammad, um, or at least in modern Islam, uh, and the, and the prophet Muhammad while. is, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The prophet Muhammad being the like key figure in Islam. Um, the, if Jesus is the key figure of Christianity, Muhammad is the key figure of, of Islam. Um, right. He's, he's the one that sort of heralded Islam. I don't want to say founded it because that's not wordage that they would use. Um, but I, uh, yeah, uh, if I, if I'm going to be reductive, yeah, he founded Islam. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they, and people who are Muslim believe that, uh, the prophet Muhammad, um, single-handedly you know wrote the quran which was god's holy word after uh after jesus um so in in islam you're not supposed to draw pictures of the prophet muhammad um and not in every predominantly muslim country but in some saudi arabia is one of them um it is a very very uh it's a bad crime you will get big punishment uh, up to yeah. and including death. Um, so in, in this international court idea, I, I guess what I'm saying is obviously in America, we don't have anything remotely close to a law relating to insulting the Prophet Muhammad or, or drawing the the Prophet Muhammad. Um so if I go to Saudi Arabia as an American citizen and I'm just like, ha ha ha, look at all these beautiful pictures I drew. Or maybe not beautiful, I'm being insulting. Look at all these terrible pictures I drew. Um I feel like the international court Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I feel like there's no good answer there because would America would never say, Yeah, go ahead and kill him, I guess. Right. It's the law. <laughs> right. Um well, the law. But at the same time, Right at the same time, I was the asshat who went to Saudi Arabia and was like, "Ha ha 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 ha! Look what I'm right. doing!" Right. Um, which I don't know. I don't think there's in that made-up scenario. I don't think there's a right answer, and I don't think an international court would really help because I think both sides would come at it with perfectly understandable points of view.
3: Right. I mean, if there's, we talk about like like things Texas wouldn't accept, Alex, like. Would Texas accept, like, some Texan uh, arrived in some country in Europe but had accidentally, like, had, had carried their, uh, had accidentally carried their gun?
2: Yeah. They're
3: like, we're going to lock you up because you arrived in a European country with your gun. I can tell you things the Texas won't accept, locking up one of their citizens because they had a gun. That's a thing they're not going to accept from any country.
1: Like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, what were you going to say, Nick? Oh, I had heard a story and this kind of goes into with the, with the affairs of different countries is that, um, someone I had either told me or I had heard from a podcast, I don't know where they had went to Germany, like as a class trip. And one of the kids there, cause they were like, they were kids, but they were old enough to travel internationally. And one of the kids made Holocaust jokes in Germany and yeah. And, uh, from what I remember, what I remember, you know, when, they, when the 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 kid got in trouble and the kid got like, I don't know the exact court details, but, you know, got in trouble and then um, went to prison for five years is what I had heard. And he was like, no, it's just a joke. And they're like, yeah, it's a bad joke. And then they put him in prison. Now... <laughs> The grain of salt here is that I am, you know, retelling someone else's story that I don't know if they were being truthful about. But just that 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 idea there of the, the, the internal affairs, what happens if you go to, to right. Germany and you make that joke and then you have to go, you know, not have to but you go to jail because there's a zero tolerance policy for that? Like how how would America respond to that sort of thing? Is it just a problem when it's when it's a country we don't like? Or like, are we going to have, or we're at war with like, where does the line, where is the line drawn between going to Germany and making fun of the Holocaust? Or maybe you go to Russia and say, I want Tsar Nicholas back. Like, where's the, I'm sure it's not the same right. thing, but you get what I mean. <laughs> right.
3: No, absolutely. Uh, because countries have specific histories and specific cultures, they have country specific laws. <laughs> and there is no getting around that. Like, unless you move to some unitary government, unitary monoculture world, there is no getting around any of this. We talked a lot about this, I remember, when the Olympics were around last. I think, remember, we we talked about Mm -hmm. this some, because we were talking about, like, marijuana and Olympic use. And one of the things I had pointed out was that one of the challenges was that there are countries that are both members and there are countries that host that have their own specific marijuana laws. Like Japan has very strict marijuana laws. Telling the Olympic athletes that they would be allowed to smoke weed in Japan would really just involve you running over Japan. Like, well, the Olympic right. village does not have to abide by the laws of Japan. Well, that just doesn't
1: yeah. really make any sense. Oh, uh, well, what do these Olympic athletes just murder somebody? Yeah, well, they don't have to abide by your laws. Right. Uh, <laughs> Right. It involves you (laughs) running
3: over a bunch of countries that don't actually have to agree with you. Uh, And so this is a struggle of of just international legal issues, which is really where Brittany Griner is. It's an international legal problem. Um, And, yeah, something like war complicates this. But I don't know if you guys ever heard there a lot? There's one quote. It's like you are either you are always either pre-war or post-war. That is it.
2: Uh, so you
0: are. Uh, either- I, say, one, I, say, I say. the one I the one I've heard is you were either pre-war or at war. <laughs> That's basically true. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. So uh, and it's like, I like yeah. I I I reject this <laughs> this <laughs> philosophy. Uh, first, like I, I
3: wish that it had not proven to be true, and yet. <laughs> World history suggests maybe that is the case. So, yeah. No. Uh, these are all the complications of dealing with an international legal issue.
1: I My my only other thought, because like, I really don't know a lot about this specific instance yeah. um, with Brittany, and I think there was another person you mentioned in the poll. I don't yeah. know a lot about that, so that's why I didn't really comment on any of what, <clears throat> what was going on specific-wise, but as far as like the international court, my thought was maybe um, if there's you take them to their country's embassy, you know, it, like say the 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 Germany one again. Instead of imprisoning the kid for five years, which again, grain of salt with that story, um, they go to the American embassy. They say this is the law he broke. We need to have a court over. We're, we're going to do court. Like we're gonna, however you would say that, we're taking him to court, and then the um. They have they hold it in the embassy. They have um, the judges and but you know you know what I mean. They have the court in the embassy. Yeah. They decide America gets its say and then Germany gets its say, and no one necessarily steamrolls over the other. But you know, I mean, my idea might be it <laughs> than a unified court because then America might just be like, "No, we're not doing that." Right. Sorry, sorry, he made a poor taste joke about the Holocaust, but. Eh yeah the other person we'll punish him real good was, when he gets back yeah right, Yeah, exactly. we'll
3: punish him real good don't <laughs> you
1: worry about that the other person
3: to pull was uh, Paul Whelan who is a former marine who was accused of spying about four or five years ago uh, he uh, has like ass. citizenship in like four countries so mm. this one becomes even Yeah, <laughs> no. born in Canada but has citizenship in obviously Canada US, UK and I think
0: Ireland um I have, I have some questions. I have some questions. Why are yeah. you in Russia? Uh, Why are you're a former? He you said, you said you said former. Yeah, he was arrested in, in Moscow by the FSB. What yeah. are you doing in in Moscow? In Moscow, uh, what are you doing in Moscow?
3: I think the story this is that he was attending a wedding. Uh, someone he knew was having a wedding in Moscow and mm. he was attending there. Uh,
1: mm. So, hmm. The wedding. only story
3: we have here is the Russian story. So, I cannot, I mean, I could tell you their version of events, but that would be their version of events, which is where our entire problem comes in as we go, well, that's, that's their version of events.
0: Uh, yeah. That seems <laughs> unlikely. <laughs>
3: Um. Well, especially when you know,
0: and I mean, anyone with I, a,
3: anyone with a working knowledge of like how U.S. espionage services works knows that like using u- use, using citizens who are traveling for legitimate reasons is not a.
0: I yes, and I, was, I was unprecedented
3: saying, thing for U.S. intelligence services to do.
0: Well, and this is the issue. And say, and this is the issue, right? Uh. <sighs> U.S. Like, because the U.S. has done like these really like shitty underhanded things before, <laughs> right? Uh, right. Like there's no you you ruined it for everyone, guys. You you know no no one no one believes no one believes you, and no one should believe
1: you.
3: Right. So uh, he's been there for like four or five years. Um, he's the other the other prisoner who would. I mean, I mean given what he is accused of, I, I would imagine swapping for him would would be. Would involve an even a, a much steeper price, even than whatever we would pay for mm-hmm. Griner. Swapping for him would really involve someone that Russia would tout around as like a complete total ownage of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And this is because, like, and look, this is where when we start talking about foreign affairs, one of the other things that you 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 have to sort of compare your country to where other countries are. You have to really think about the U.S. I say that, so here's what I mean: the U.S. As stupid as it sounds, the U.S. like cares about getting our people back in a way that I'm not totally clear if Russia necessarily does. Like Our agencies will report like they will look at Brittany Griner and go, this is Joe Biden's fault. In a way that like, I don't think the Russian, the Russian news is going to point at Russian prisoners and go like, Vladimir Putin sucks. This is all your <laughs> fault that our prisoners are locked up in the U.S. That doesn't seem like a thing that will happen to Putin in Russia, in Moscow. But like here in the US, like the New York Times and the Washington Post, they're going to be like, this is your fault. Like LeBron James was like, Joe Biden should do better. Bro, why am I catching why am I catching flack from LeBron? <laughs> Dude, seriously. Yes. Wait. Star NBA basketball players are going to call the president onto the mat and be like, This is your fault, Joe. Like this shit sucks. <laughs> So it's like yeah, some person gets locked up that I have nothing to do with and now all of a sudden
1: everyone from like basketball players to the New York Times is going to tell me I suck. The yep. the overblame that we put on presidents is just baffling. <laughs> uh,
4: yes, also the over the overblame and the overpraise. Mm-hmm. Yep. The president is not responsible for 95% of the things that people yeah. all gas prices, Joe Biden what Well, when I, people said, Oh, Trump, Trump was in office. And my, uh, my pin or not my pension, my, uh, uh, retirement, my retirement went way up. Right. Oh, good old Trump. What that had nothing to do
1: with it. <laughs> that like, doesn't uh, make sense.
3: I've said before the president is like being a coach coaches. either get too much credit and they get too much blame.
2: Yeah. Like the
3: players play. Right. No one could coach this sad sack of shit to victory. It's your fault. Have you seen these players? It suck. In this context, the players are Congress. No one could convince this Congress to do anything. Well, my fault. I mean, but you're the coach, so you know. So I didn't draft them. You, the voter, actually drafted these people. Look. <laughs>
4: Unless the president is <laughs> suddenly going to be Bobby Knight and start throwing chairs at Congress, yeah. I really don't think.
0: Which as a no, as a no, that would be the most watched YouTube <laughs> clip. Look. Just I say, and say, and here comes Joe Biden <laughs> with a chair. If Joe Biden
3: threw a chair in Congress, and because we're Hoosiers,
0: uh, we're Hoosiers. Well, you
3: Nick, I know, I don't uh, know, if Steven is. We're Hoosiers. If he <laughs> accidentally choked a member of Congress. <laughs> the way Bobby accidentally, maybe reportedly, choked people sometimes. They'd be like, hmm, did the president accidentally choke Joe Manchin? I don't know, did he? I didn't see it with my own two eyes, so it didn't happen. Just like I didn't see Bobby choke a player personally. I only know what you told me. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about Bobby Do You, college basketball person?
1: No, I'm
3: not. Oh, man. Famous coach of of, of IU here. Uh, explosive temper, to put it oh, kindly. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Once threw a chair to a lady who had requested a chair at like court side. He like picked up a chair, like threw it and slid it all the way across the court. It was like, What are you doing, Bobby? It's the middle of the game. You can't throw chairs. And yet.
1: <laughs> there he goes.
3: Bobby <laughs> <he> threw <laughs> chairs. Uh, oh. But to go back to the no you guys are both right here um the president takes too much blame the president gets too much credit the point i made in our chat when this came up nick i think you saw probably that is true but candidates run into this and that's on them no presidential candidate campaigns on like a restrained version of the presidency that is in line with like the constitution or reality mm. they campaign as saviors my advice, I would tell them not to do this, and they would respond, "How else
1: will we get elected?" And I think that's fair. I don't yeah. think the only way they could do that is if everybody like started doing that, like every candidate right. was just like all together just decided, "All right, we'll play it a, fair." That's a no, that's right. as,
0: as a no, you know, you could do. You could you could just uh, say, "I say, what if I uh, say, what if uh, campaign say campaign promises are under oath."
1: Ooh, Then so they'll just lie under a They're legally, bi- they're doing. legally <laughs>
0: binding, legally yeah. enforceable. I say, if I am president, I will do this thing. All right, you better say in a court of law, you better, you have to, you better keep the receipts, and then you like quickly... I show you pr- like proof positive, pr- show that you didn't do the thing. They show would immediately the go.
3: Legal... Well, in this context, I was not speaking as a candidate. I was merely speaking as a citizen who is not bound
0: by um, those laws. That's this a, is, uh, say, say um, that's to say, is that what your campaign team said?
3: Yes, they would set up their legal documents such.
1: But like, okay, let's. I want to just. I want to throw this scenario <laughs> like, out there. Wait, I want to throw this scenario out there. Let's say that works. Right, under oath, yeah. works. If yeah. you don't have both the house and the senate, you're fucked. You just go to jail because but, you can't. Say, no,
0: inf- no, 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 because you would keep the receipts. You would keep the receipts. You would show that you were meeting with your team and discussing these things. That you were discussing I mean, strategy. That you say you you say that you spent money on doing studies. That you that you did the thing. You did to I mean, the I, best of your ability the thing.
3: I mean, all jokes aside, though, I do think Alex. I think your suggestion is. Like as, as intense and crazy as that may seem to people, I think it is an attempt to like tackle this very actually pressing problem we have, which is that presidents completely overpromise. Every presidential candidate massively overpromises the scope and scale of what they could remotely accomplish. Um, they are rightfully held responsible for the things they say by the american citizens even if the things they said never had a chance in hell they are held responsible for the things they say this leads to frustration this leads to cynicism this leads to people just completely checking out of being involved in politics or giving a damn about what anybody says because they go well they lie every time well that's fair and the whole thing sort of collapses under this weight of broken promises and intentionally being misled and then you throw in we have a we have a congress that is all too willing to let presidents make an ass of themselves like promising things that they go we're not gonna
0: we're not gonna do that
3: we're not gonna do any of that shit that he's talking about none of that's gonna happen but hey you want to go out there and tell the american people that you're gonna fix all their problems you go right ahead mr president we're not going to do any of that, president. <laughs> <laughs> Madam yeah. President. Person President. None of this is going to happen. Like, like we're going to fix health care.
4: The hell you are. The hell you are. <laughs> I mean, imagine how deeply unpopular a president would be if they said, "I'm going to get in, and I'm going to raise Congress's salary by fifteen thousand dollars a person per year." Right. But you can bet your Ask Congress would do that. You know, and they'd be like, this guy?
1: this guy his <laughs> campaign promises. That's what we're doing. We don't right. even want this. <laughs> right. I mean, so but imagine that's how also, you sneak in. That's how you sneak in other laws. Right. But also imagine
3: I mean, let's ask ourselves sort of as people who aren't care about this stuff and then try to think about what other people would go. Would, would 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 how they would respond? Would a person have a chance if they were running for office and they said, If you elect me, I will do only what Congress allows me to do. That's it. That's it. If you send me to the Oval Office, I will only do the things that Congress lets me do. But what about climate? Only if they let me do it. What about healthcare? Only if they allow it. How would this person get within a snowball's chance?
0: Well, I say. Well, no, because (laughs) you're not standing for anything. You just like, like. to tell I say, tell me, I say, tell me your vision. What like, what, yeah. do you, what? What are you going to? I say, what are yeah. you going to insist
3: on? I'm going to veto things. So here's what I would like. And if they send me something that is not in line with what I would prefer, I will veto it. I will be more than happy to use the power I have to veto things that I think are bad for the country. But I will only be able to sign that which they send me. Yeah, that is actually right. the like constitutionally correct yes.
4: <laughs> position
3: yes. of the president. I will not let them I mean, an- hurt you. I will stand in Congress's way if they try to hurt you by vetoing the bill. But I cannot do anything affirmatively good unless they send it to me first.
0: I say, And the buck stops here.
3: <laughs> yeah. I will push them. I will yeah. needle them. But if like, if they don't want to pass the bill, then I, I cannot do anything with that. And I will not promise you any more than this, but that person would never get elected.
4: No,
1: no. no. Like, what the, the hell would the thinks- debate be
3: over? Like, what? What are debates? <laughs> we think about debates. President, <laughs> presidential candidates debate what they're going to not do. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna protect Roe. Oh, really? By wow. which mechanisms? <laughs> uh, it, don't worry about that. <laughs> well, <know>
0: <laughs> what, say, say what, whatever methods are whatever methods are available, <laughs> right? Um, and so, We're yeah, we will say we will sue. Say we will sue states, we right? Sue states who try to pass who try to pass other laws,
3: <laughs> right? And some of this, as you know, Alice, from conversations we have had before, some of this gets back to these very old theories about why campaigning for president was sort of looked down upon why it was not thought to be this thing you should really aggressively pursue. It was sort of both this personal thing that, like, the president shouldn't be someone who personally tries to seek all this glory, but there is also a, like, more in-line constitutional point, which is, like, the president is going to end up promising things that the president cannot possibly deliver. That is what campaigning actually is in our current system. Um... And there is something like at a baseline. There's something that's actually kind of unseemly, and probably baseline destructive about this. Uh, and and I, I don't, I don't have any great ways to untangle this. Like you mentioned before, Nick, it would require everyone to get on board with campaigning in a
1: constitutionally
3: correct way. That's not going to happen.
1: Um. Uh, the only like social way to make this not matter is if we just. Collectively, which is even harder, plus you right. decide I don't give a shit about the president anymore. Right, like, and I think most people are kind of on that wavelength. But the problem is, it's it's like God. What's the what's the 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 Hollywood thing where they get trophies? Oh, the Oscars! It's like the Oscars yep. of of government. Basically, they've yep. really just. Brought this up and it's just this hey, big thing that everyone's supposed to care about when it doesn't right. really do much of anything. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. Are you ready?
0: We nix the president. There's <laughs> just there's just no longer a president, and we just have we just have Congress. And say, and we can say, and if we insist that there, and there probably does need to be like a single person for like national emergencies, so we'll do like a prime minister, like like a bunch of other countries and that like, that solves the, that solves the president problem. Because at that point, for this magical say, government? say the leader of the, like the leader of the party is the prime minister. Yep. They are literally the leader of the party. So when they say we want to do a thing, the party is behind it. And if it's not, then you replace the prime minister with the person who speaks for the party.
1: Uh, yes What were you going to say Stephen?
4: I wanted to say yeah I, I think that's the absolute most Reasonable way to go about this but I don't I, I don't think it's strong enough to Beat American exceptionalism And all the people out there who I, I mean Legitimately I can't tell you The amount of people I've talked to that say yeah But we don't want to do things like other countries because we're America we're different we're better And I I I don't know. I, I say that in, in jest, but at the same time, I mean, I people really do believe that. And I feel like the second you tried to introduce a European or Japanese system, it's just absolutely not. Um, and side note when you said Nick's the president at first, I did not understand you meant NIX. I thought you meant Nick as in the person
1: who is right here with us. And I was I'm like, I, mean, I just now. met him, but like, okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. But if what yeah. if that's how I got to be president? You just told people I was president. Everyone's just Fiat. like Yeah, all right.
3: <laughs> sure. We're like to I mean, make that... an announcement here on podcast. It's the president.
1: Sorry. Uh, it's, it's done. I mean
4: that that's what everything to else how... everything else is fake news. Don't Don't right. to Everybody Don't believe. else. They're all
1: liars. <laughs> I mean that, that appears to be the way that um uh, that the law works. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> If you say it, can say. <laughs> if you just say it enough times, eventually the lie becomes the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think your point about American exceptionalism, though,
2: is
3: uh, well made. I do think we have a, by now, we have an, an exceptionally strong attachment to our president as like a concept. Um, right. And we would see anything else as a step down. Even if it was a step that would allow the system to maybe function a little better. Yeah.
0: Okay, so <laughs> let's say, okay, so let's put in a uniquely American spin on like let's come up yeah. with a uniquely American spin on the Prime Minister.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That is um, what we need.
0: And I say the members of Congress must, I say, uh must uh participate in um a series of challenges determined by the American public. Like America I say like American Ninja Warrior, like the person who gets the furthest gets to be the prime minister. I, mean,
3: I was thinking more along the okay, line of like hunger just- games, but sure.
4: <laughs> See, my brain went to Survivor first. The Congress, they have to work together yeah. They backstab each other, vote each other out.
0: There we are. there it is. There it is. That's right. All 538 of you must go to this remote region, somewhere in the United States, at an undisclosed location, and then we participate in a giant, uh, in a giant, um, uh, re- say reality show. This is this is the way. This I me mean, I would ride. watch the
1: hell out of it. This is my Right? Yeah. With uh, to the to what if. We, Never mind. <laughs> nah, never mind. <laughs> no, oh no, no you this... have to say it now.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't implicate yourself in anything criminal,
1: Nick. Yes, you have uh... to become the president. <laughs> okay, hang, on, hang on just a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. My lawyer just advised me not to say anything else.
0: <laughs> no, this is, look. I, again. I, I, I stand so by, by the way, this... by the constitutionally mandated constitutionally mandated (laughs) survivor uh, reality show in the constitution. I mean,
3: so much of this is obviously like our tongues are firmly in our cheeks, but this is real because you know, we'll look like to look at an issue where this is currently like very rearing its ugly head like the climate, the collapse of Biden's climate plank is like a very real example of Like, Joe Manson is like, we're not going to do this. And the president is like, uh, but what about no? But, but Senator, nope. Nope. Manson is just like, it's it's just, it's not going to happen. Whether we think his reasons are selfishly motivated by money or, and I, I, I think that's perhaps true. Whether we think they're ideologically motivated by he just fundamentally doesn't believe in climate change. I don't think that's true given what he has said. I think there's also some truth to like – you saw my comment in our chat. A very unpopular president will find himself with – will find it very difficult to do any of his agenda because he is currently very unpopular. Whatever the reason Manton is doing it does not change that Joe Manton is just going to stand in the way of Joe Biden's
0: climate change. And, and, like, and, here, like, and here's, my que- here's my question to people. Here's my question to people. Uh, if say, if you, ins- if you insist that the, the current system must exist, we must hold, like you are unwilling to, uh, to accept, uh, you know, uh, changes. What do you want him to do? Right. I-, I will tell you, like say, again, if we insist, the current system must exist. My answer is I want you to ruin Joe Manchin. I want to say every day, di- say, uh, I want you to spend a non inconsiderable amount of your resources just being like Joe. You're gonna do the thing I want you to do. Or I'm gonna just say, or we're going to like or I'm gonna look at your campaign. Uh, say I'm gonna go through your FEC filings. Um and every and say and everything better be in order. And say, yeah. uh and say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go through your I uh, say, I'm gonna go through your family's uh say ta- and tax returns and everything better be in order. I will yeah. put, I'm gonna weaponize the IRS on you. I'm gonna yeah. weaponize Every agency on you and uh, everything better, and I say, and the press, and right. everything better be in order. And if one thing isn't, it's coming down, Joe. It's all coming down. Yeah. And if, no, we, don't, I mean, I say, and if we don't like that, <laughs> then what else? Like, what else do you want him to do?
3: Right. Right. Because as you and I have talked about, there are very few sort of direct paths here. You could. Uh, if we think that climate change is an issue for which the Democrats should abolish the filibuster and just pass it with 50, that means you need to probably win at least five to six more seats in the Senate because Manchin won't abolish the filibuster. And cinema has said she won't. You should probably count on losing a couple other. You're going to need, we'll say, 55 Democrat senators because you're going you're gonna to lose a few in the attempt to abolish the filibuster. You need 50 to abolish it, plus another 50 to pass your climate legislation. So you're going to need to win at least five more Senate seats in addition to holding on to the House and the presidency. If we don't think you can abolish the filibuster for climate change, well, you're going to need like 10 more now because now you need 60 instead of 50. You're going to need 60. So you're going to like, that's the actual direct, like this is the boring-ass problem. Is it, unless you plan on, again, doing it via presidential fiat, which you can't do, you're going to need somewhere between five to 10 maybe a dozen more democrat senators which uh that is not a thing that is particularly likely given what's probably coming in the fall and in perhaps 2024 um so to alex's point what would you like biden to do if the system we have here must exist how would you like the president to do climate change legislation i mean because i've seen people on my facebook who are very mad at at like Biden should do something, and I and all their comments. I'm like, what do you think he should do? Like, what exactly? Like, we all went to like high school. We all did government. You know how and we all know how system works.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't think we do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe.
0: Maybe we don't. Well, I'm say, and this is saying this was. Uh, I'm happy you mentioned that, Nick. So this is something uh, um, I've. A belief that I've held like held for a while, and like like after talking with people, like has only further cemented this uh, this belief. And it's been like, so what is so what does being the boss mean? When say so when people talk about you know I want to be the boss, like what what like I want to be my own boss, like what does that mean? Like right. uh, for a lot of people, like being the boss means being able to tell other people what to do, and it means not being able to. Be, and being means being able to be not told what to do. Yep. So we think of the president as like the boss of the country, and so it doesn't matter what, like, the, like what the actual like doesn't matter what we're told in government, I and mean, then like, well, that's just what we say because like it's polite right we we wouldn't accept any other like any other like any other way of saying it, but it's not true. they're the boss, they get to do what they want, and they right. don't get to get to be told what to do
3: right no, you're absolutely right and, and i you really and you you hinted on this it's funny you hinted on something which is like well, they're just saying that to be polite i I hadn't thought about that before, but I think you're 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 absolutely correct because. Whenever some big piece of legislation gets passed, the, the president gets to do the whole bill signing ceremony with their big fancy pen. They give away 100 pens. They do you know, essentially a ribbon-cutting ceremony. And it makes it seem as if the president gets to take all the credit. But you know, well, how did that legislation end up there? Well, really, it ended up there because of like hundreds of hours of negotiation between Congress- members of Congress and their staffs who stayed up till like four in the morning <laughs> writing a boring bill with like 800 pages of legislation. The president was not involved with much of any of that. The president's staff may have been involved with it on some level, but uh, the president just shows up at the end and signs the thing and then gets to take all the credit for signing the thing. Um, And nobody wants to cover, like really this was the result of a lot of hours of very largely boring, like non-sexy work. By people who are paid like $15 an hour <laughs> and work like 65 yep. hours a week. That's yep. how this, that legisl- like, like, if you were to look at like, like something like Obamacare, like the actual legislative text is gigantic. Like do you, do you think Obama wrote that?
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't, no. Be su- I wouldn't blame him or be surprised if he didn't. <laughs> fully read it he right. just said it was like, yeah
2: this
3: is what's in it <laughs> just well, sign so this it. Is, right this is part about not reading it the iraq war i think it was like this authorization i think it was only said there were like two members of congress who read it that was it that was everyone it. else was like nah not really gonna read this shit this is a this is a, <laughs> okay. this is a lot this, <laughs> this dry <laughs> legal text i don't know man Hey some back staffer. hey you staffer tell me if anything in there looks bad. No good. I'm decided. Whatever. <laughs> I'm decided. it.
1: Moving on. <laughs> no, like, that's um, how it's like the legal the legal agreements every time you click I agree to this, yes. this thing. They they haven't yes. even read that.
3: <laughs> yes. I mean I mean not that I expect everyone to have done it obviously, but like have you guys ever like read the text of a bill like the raw it is so boring. <laughs> I have tried, and I'm like, my God, who was this written for? Oh, this is written for lawyers. I got it. <laughs> That's it. This is written for legal eagles to like cover their asses. This was not written to be read by a normal person or even a senator. Uh-huh. That's. Um, but and so, Alex, I think you're right. We see the president do the bill cutting ceremony, and then we associate them with the legislative victory, even though the two are completely unlinked and so we probably do go you're correct like oh the president's being nice the president's just trying to give everybody else some 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 credit like well no that's actually it's actually really is true that like the president isn't responsible for this victory in any major way um so maybe you're right maybe this isn't a thing people think but i mean how would we change that how would we go about if we think the problem is that a lot of people really do think the president is the boss,
2: <laughs>
3: when in reality they're not, how would we change that?
1: We need a, to simplify, we need a simple word that describes what the president does that has the connotation of signs, bills they didn't write. You know what I mean? We would need something that like a word we all agree on that accurately describes what they do or like what they are. So like more accurately, I think I've heard someone call them. They're more like the, um, they're not like the boss of America. They're more like the public servant of the people. And like that, that doesn't mean anything to me, you know, like I'll, I, when I say boss, it's got its own connotations, it's got its yeah. thoughts. That's why it's easy. When I say he's the public servant of the people, you just kind of go, what does he sign shoes? What the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means.
3: And the president is a manager,
1: yeah, at best.
3: At best, the president is middle management.
1: Middle management.
3: We all have, unless well, I assume most of us at some point have had like a just a generic manager. Like, what do you do? I mean, I make sure everyone shows up on time. If someone gets out of line, I do a little bit of discipline.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the schedules. Control.
3: I tag all the schedules. You know, I I, I do all that stuff. Make sure lights come on in the morning. I got mm-hmm. I hold the keys. It's a big thing managers do. I hold the keys. I hold the key keys. holder. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, do you actually make like fundamental decisions on the shape of the business? Not really. Um, no, unless it's something big, huge, and dramatic, right? Like if my building, the manager at like your the store manager at your local Target. Uh, they jump into action if the building floods.
1: Right.
3: That's when your storm is like, okay, look, I gotta handle this. The building is flooding. The building is on fire. I can't yeah. just call someone above me. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's the president. Uh, okay. <laughs> the country is on fire. There's a war. Look, man, now is the time for you to like do some boss shit. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> do some stuff. Do some management. Fundamentally, shit.
3: But fundamentally, a lot of the times the president is just managing things. You go Who's in charge of your local target? The people running, the people working. The you know who has all the power, people running the registers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the
3: store manager can yeah. scream and yell as much as he or she wants, but if all the cashiers walk out, that store is sunk. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Congress, right? Like Congress holds all the reins of power. The president can manage, the president can ask, they can implore his or her employees to like do something, but they can't make them, they can't force them to do anything. Just like at your local Target. The store manager can ask the cashiers to like not berate the rude customers, but the cashiers decide that, no, fuck it. We're going in on people at the service desk. I mean, they can't stop them.
2: <laughs> nope.
1: Nope.
3: Um and so yeah, I think of like boring middle management. And because and I've said this before to Alex, because I think of the presidency this way, actually I typically were uh, I typically want a different set of things when I look at nominees. Like mm-hmm. I look at people who I think are competent middle managers as opposed to visionaries because I don't think the president as visionary just works, which is oftentimes what we want. Yeah. No. The president as a visionary style leader, which just does not happen. Um, I'm like, I want a president who it's like a competent manager. Um, like at one point in our chat, I know I posted all of the unfilled positions, right? There are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of unfilled positions in the federal administration. That have largely just, no one's even being nominated for them. I, like, I, I want a president who's like, I'm going to fill jobs. And this is not super exciting, but it will help the country run better. There you go because <laughs> i think i posted this and i can't remember what it was but there were like um or maybe i may have put it in an in a article that i that i posted uh if somebody wants to try to i, I can like i can try uh hold on here let's see um all right so when biden took over there were 1200 civilian positions requiring senate confirmation this was for my last article as of february this year only 302 of them had been confirmed Out of 1,200, only 302 had been confirmed as of February. Right. It means there's still over 800 unfilled federal positions. I want a president whose boring ass is like, I'm going to fail federal jobs. This is totally unsexy. But there are a lot of people who need hiring to do a lot of important jobs that you will never notice, but that will help things like the IRS run better. Mm -hmm. Like, Alex, remember when I remember you and I had the conversation about IRS enforcement agents? And we were like, yeah. there's a lot of like IRS enforcement jobs that are just unfilled. Yeah. I, 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 I want a president who's like, I'm going to fill some jobs, man.
1: Mm-hmm. They, Yeah, it's the, it's that, 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 like, I like the manager idea that you right. brought up because word the way, um, psychologically, the way we associate things is the way we think of them. It's the same thing with thinking of time as money. Like when people say time is money, and like literally think use use words like "oh, I wasted my time," "I spent my time," "right, it cost me time." That makes people think of time as uh, as a finite resource, which yep. makes them think of it differently. Same thing with the president. You're gonna think of him as like a boss. You're gonna in- impose the idea of what a boss is over the yep. president instead of. If You call him a manager.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you're going to impose those ideas on. Yeah, that's how brains work. Right. Um, it's a much more apt yeah. term, I think. Yeah,
3: because you know we want people, we want the president to be bosses like Steve Jobs. Again, these like visionary, unique leaders that have these bold ideas and like swing for the fences, and mm-hmm. you know, by dint of my own grit and awesomeness, I like power the country forward and we go that that maybe applies to what a handful of presidents historically Um, like if we were to say who were the visionary presidents who like really like uh, FDR was obviously like a visionary style president mm -hmm. Uh, but it's like maybe a handful of like the almost 50 we've had there's only been like maybe a few who were actually visionaries most of them were just managers who sort of helped usher the country along and hopefully a stable way so
4: would you say Andrew Jackson was a visionary even if his vision was pretty yes, awful?
3: yes. he was a visionary. Not all vision, not all visionaries are good.
2: Not um, all visions are visions. Is,
1: <laughs> sometimes visions are terrible.
3: Yeah, which is which is actually a, a problem with wanting a, I mean, you're you're right, but the problem with wanting visionary leaders is that sometimes you get bad, bad visions. People who the vision they want to impose on the rest of the country is terrible and awful. And you're like, I don't know, man. You know, boring managers have like a pretty, there's like a narrow range of damage that like a boring manager can do. Like if your manager is boring and competent at your job, they won't lift you to like the Fortune 500, but they also won't sink your company. They'll just keep you right there in that range of acceptability, which is fine. It's totally unexciting. It's cool.
4: Honestly, (laughs) the more we talk about this, the, the more I realize that there is something the president does. And it, it it just hit me as we are using the manager analogy, the <clears throat> a good manager can really inspire the people beneath them, and I, and I mean that in in a serious way, not in yeah. a, like the managers who are like, "Come on, gang, let's get to work today." <laughs> All right, everybody. But, I mean, I like truly think about the effect that Trump had on, and I. I <sighs> I'm not trying to be moralistic with it, but think about the effect that Trump had on the average everyday person yep. and their ability to like, to want to vote, to get out there and do things. So many people were not radicalized. That's not necessarily the word I want to use. Um, invigorated. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, to a degree that I didn't think was possible. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> and whether or not you would want to apply it to him, I would think that he's a visionary. Um, Yeah. And, and it really spurred a lot of people on Spurred a lot of people on, made a lot of people feel confident about things they hadn't felt confident about before felt them feel like, Hey, it's okay for me to say these things and feel these things and so on and so forth. Um, And that just kind of struck me as like, I think that's something that, a president can do for better or worse, uh, under our current system.
3: Absolutely. I, I maybe I should have stated this. I think I, we think of manager as like a insult, like you're just a manager, like most employees, most of your bosses are just managers.
2: Most mm-hmm.
3: of us aren't going to ever be the CEO, but most of you, if you are being, if most of us are being honest at your corporation, the height you will reach is management, just typical management, but you can be really helpful in that role. Like you can do a lot of good for the people beneath you and your company as a whole. If you are a competent, like you said, maybe even inspiring manager who allows other people to flourish underneath them. That's like the best, like, uh, like, look, I don't know what the boss above me wants to do, but I will take whatever vision they have and I will make it the best possible version of that thing. I will I will help you guys and I will understand you and I will listen to you and I will ensure that everything runs in a smooth way. And if you've ever had like a good manager, you you will know like, I mean, they make a big ass difference when you have a good mm-hmm. one. Like mm-hmm. no, you go, oh crap. This place runs like a well oiled machine. Yeah. You have a competent manager right above you.
2: <laughs> That's
1: what I was gonna bring up, both to yeah. Stephen point and your point. The only I've done a lot of service jobs and yeah. a lot of like entry level, low level stuff. And the best versions of those jobs I ever had was a manager who wasn't an asshole. Yep. That yep. was the bare minimum. Even if the place yep. ran like crap, if they were just a cool person, yep. it was a great place to work. Yeah, there's nothing insulting. And so, you know, we shouldn't
3: think about the president as manager as an insult. We should think about it as a realistic description, but as something that could also, it could be inspiring and motivating. And it should allow members of Congress to flourish and function and perform their role more competently. It should allow the members of the Supreme Court to have a better, clearer vision of like what the restrictions are on the executive branch. And it should allow the people who vote have a better understanding of what they are voting for and what they will and will not get mm-hmm. for their vote. Like well, that is what we should be striving for.
0: And largely I think that, so um, I want to, I want to observe it's very I say I, I, I think it's fascinating, right? So um, would you say that you, I say, would you ever say that you manage a, a, a group as a group of people, is that, is that a thing that you would ever say? Well, uh, you don't, like if you're, if you're man, say you manage a fleet of, um, of washing machines, you manage a, uh, say a bunch of, uh, of, uh, planes. Yeah. But you don't manage people. You lead people. Yes. So I always think it's very telling that corporate had the ability to brand themselves. And they branded themselves as, as managers, things that, you know, you manage objects, you lead. Right. 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 So
3: designate people as impersonal.
2: Yes.
4: If you look at that, I I think it's funny because most jobs I've had or been a part of will have your more immediate like team lead or team leader and then a manager above them. Uh Uh-huh. So they do use the leader terminology for like the smaller role. Um, Right.
1: But
3: which is so baffling because anyone who's ever had that is like, what are you doing manager? (laughs) You have a team lead and a manager. What do you do
0: here? It it, it actually
3: be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, that's what they've chosen to, to brand themselves as. And so now manager is this really terrible term that I think comes with visions of like office space style management.
2: <laughs>
0: similarly, similarly, the people who like deal with hiring. Right. Well, will say what are they called? Human resources. Right. That that was the title that they chose. <laughs> right, right. No, we didn't. It, like that. That seems like the thing that you would that you the like the like the counter person would like. Say, right. Oh, you're gonna you say you know you call yourself uh, like you call yourself um, say, on, say the uh, you know, department of on of of um, of human relations. But now, right. like, let's be honest, human right. resources. Right. <laughs>
3: And, you know, even when we get potential presidential candidates, though, who I think try to address this part of the problem, we are, and this is just on us as voters, we are typically very scornful of them. Um, I think one of the, and, and this is not a person who I like necessarily agree with what he would have wanted to do, but um, I think Mitt Romney was an example of someone who, If you were paying attention, not only to just sort of the substance of what he was saying, which, again, you are free to agree or disagree with. One thing that was clear was he really was trying to make it very clear early on that he was preparing for the job very seriously. Right. So the famous like binders full of women, which was like, what are we doing with binders full of women? Well, the whole binders full of women thing was like we had a problem hiring people. And I tried to directly address it by saying, like, I need binders full of qualified women candidates. This is not, I'm not making fun of women. I'm trying to address the problem of us not having any women here. And we were like, ah, look at this fool with his binders full of women. You mean like his binders full of like qualified women candidates? Why is this bad? That as the boss, he was like, we have no women here. Bring me binders of qualified candidates. That's not, like, fundamentally bad. It's like, and, and he had, if you look ahead, like, he had, like, this, Hillary Clinton was the same way when she ran, actually. They they had done a lot of, like, prep- preparatory legwork in case they win. They had developed these big, like, like complicated, f- fully laid out, like, action plans. Like, if, when we get an office, this is what we're going to try to do, hiring, like, boring, boring manager shit. And in both times, I was like, "Oh, this person is being presumptuous. Why? Because they have like prepared ahead of time for the most complicated job in potentially human history. How dare
1: they assume that they might win?
3: What do you want them to do? Start preparing like in the middle of November
1: after it's over? No, I'm just waltz right in, no plan. Yeah, no just plan.
3: Chest out, ready to go. That's right. <laughs> just gonna fly by the seat of our pants. Like you showed me someone who was like, look." Uh, The minute I won my party's nomination, I have been preparing an action plan since July. I have have a team dedicated to preparing an action plan for day one. Is that presumptuous of me? No, but it's a complicated job. And yes, I have been spending the last better part of the last year preparing for it. Like really in detail preparing for it. But we don't, we reject that, right? Like we made fun of Romney and his binders for the women. And yeah, it was like an inelegant thing to say. The man wasn't exactly a wordsmith, but fundamentally his idea was like sound. Like we have a problem in staffing. I, haven't, I have asked my staff to find me qualified people, no. and they bought me binders because that's like a normal business thing is the no. use of binders. There's nothing weird about binders, people. <laughs> I'm not imprisoning their souls in the binders. It isn't like the soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: this is my soul binder. <laughs>
2: right,
1: right. What if right. Thanos was just a, was a shitty businessman? This oh is my, my soul God. binder. Oh, my God. Uh,
2: Oh,
3: that's a beautiful reimagining of Thanos. <laughs>
1: His name is just Thomas. He just, is has
3: multi, he just has multi-colored binders. Like, oh my God. Uh,
2: yeah. This is my power he's got binder. One
1: binder. He's got one binder. He's got one binder and a pen with the six different colors on it. He writes your name in the binder. This is my power
3: pen. I go to it when it's time to fire people. Oh God, <laughs> why? Not the, not the purple
1: pen. <laughs> not
2: the purple pen.
1: Oh, <laughs> But uh with my green pen, you'll never have work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God, I love it. The the space pen, I will
1: relocate you.
2: No! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: this, that's great. But uh You really get on his nerves. He clicks the orange pen. He doesn't even say <laughs> he just done. holds it. You're like, done. all right, okay. You're done. You're done now.
3: No, we uh we as voters are really we look down on those sort of candidates. I mean, that was one of the problems with Hillary was that people were like, "She's been preparing for this her whole life." She and it's the most complicated job, potentially in human history. I fail to see how it is a negative that someone has been preparing for this from the moment they got to Washington.
1: Yeah, that doesn't. Why
3: is that? Right, and, we, and, and and there was a lot of like, well, this is sexism. But again, I saw a lot of progressives and Democrats. They did this to Romney too, because Romney was another person who, because of his political history, because of his dad, he had sort of been ushered into this idea that like I am going to be a politician and I will one day, hopefully, become president. And he had been to some you know laying the groundwork. And I think a lot of people really. They like the more fly by the seat of your pants people, the people who like yeah. Obama, who like sort of came out of nowhere, it's like, ah, this so, guy. They like the Bushes, the Clintons. Hell the Reagans. They like the people who appear to have just come to this thing out of
1: nowhere. As- people, <laughs> people have been conditioned to really enjoy the person who has it all like who has it together, who doesn't need right. a plan, who's ready to go. Right. And right. that's not that person doesn't exist. <laughs> not <laughs> right. not in government. Not <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah. They yeah. Ever, that yeah, it's everyone wants a James Bond to come in and just right. know what to do.
3: Right. And I don't know if if you guys or if anyone who may hear this is people have ever like read any of Obama's books. Um one thing that's fascinating is that it really shows that this thing that a lot of people mistook for this magical sort of inspirational sort of thing was like really obama had been very calculating in his moves up to that point this dude was not flying there were probably a few people who were more like really had honed in on exactly the steps to take to get to where he got there was nothing i'm not saying it was all k-fob or manufactured but it, it wasn't like he just came out of nowhere that was not obama had clearly laid out his path but the moment
1: he was in college, he was like thinking about his path to get to where he eventually got to. Um, I think there's also a confusion in people's and sometimes in people's heads with um, like, like the idea of scripting something or planning something and with yep. authenticity being mutually exclusive. Ex- yep. And it's not because they're the person who made the plan. This yes. is what they want. It's still yes. authentic, even if it's yes. not in the moment.
3: Correct. No, that 100 percent, man, that is a really excellent point. Like that is really a very thank you for making that point. I hope people take that away that like scripting and authenticity are not in conflict with one another. There's nothing wrong with someone who says I've been planning this moment for 20 years. There's nothing wrong with that, especially in a job that is this complicated. Like, you know, who appears to be flying by the seat of his pants? Joe Biden. (laughs) seems like he's kind of winging it sometimes kind of winging it sometimes he just kind of kind of goes for it ask people have you enjoyed the Joe Biden winging experience thus far (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just had that conversation
1: we all said no (laughs)
3: yeah like it's okay did you enjoy the Donald Trump who was definitely winging it he was definitely winging it at all times
1: did we enjoy that was worse (laughs) some (laughs) people some people who are not present with us might say yes. The rest of us said no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like
3: presidents who just appear to be flying by the seat of their pants and don't have a plan or have any idea where they're going or how the hell to get there or anything. This has not been good. So maybe, maybe we should look to someone who is like, no, I've been preparing for this moment my entire life. I have a really, really well scripted, plan and and, and a a well-scripted vision of what I would like to do. Uh, This is how I plan on executing this. I will also recall 2000 and you know, the last time we did this with Democrats, there was another candidate who she she was the same way and it was Elizabeth Warren and a lot of people were very dismissive of her plans. She tried to lean into it. It's like, I have a plan for that. And a lot of people were like, "I'll oh, you and your plans." Like, well, if you keep rejecting the candidates who plan things, you're you're gonna get more of this.
1: Yeah, the I think <laughs> part of the reason that this is this is such a prevalent um, thought in people's heads, like a, an idea, is twofold. I'm gonna say media, but I don't mean like media in a political term. I mean media in terms of like movies and. TV shows. Iron Man is a great example of a dude who had no plan, just went for it. And everybody right. loves him. Like it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's this background right. story. We get fed over and over and over and over that the people who don't plan things out are the people to root for. Even in like right. those high school <laughs> drama movies, they look, the intentionally look down on the, the, the person who's like studying for their test and planning and trying to get their shit together. They, yep. it's, they're actively a character you're supposed to laugh at and yep. dislike. Um, yep. And then also I think in a small, maybe not small, but in impartial in um, comedians, they plan and script and work so hard on their act until it looks effortless. And yep. the, people love that about comedians. They love this idea that this dude just got up here. This is this, 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 this guy, this lady, they just got up here. They just started making jokes and they're yep. funny. I would love yep. to be that. And it yep. devolves into this background thought of, oh, I don't have to try and trying is bad. Exactly. <laughs> I just have to get up and I'll be great. And like, that's yeah. what I want from a president or anything. Yeah. Like, it's just this, yeah, it's, it's just this background oh. thought that like being prepared and trying is not, is, isn't good because look, these people don't have to do it, but right. like any comedian ever, successful? It's non-stop working on that. So much non-stop stop. <laughs> yeah. So much just like jokes that don't work.
2: No mm-hmm. books
3: full of jokes that they're like, we tried this joke at a bunch of small places and it fucking fell flat.
2: Yeah.
1: Get rid of this joke. Get <laughs> like, this joke. Bring in no this books joke. Bad bits. <laughs> yeah. Reach Change the wording of this joke eight right. times. Right It is endless
3: workshopping and iteration and iteration and iteration. So mm-hmm. like you said, it is honed. So finely that it appears effortless, right? There's nothing effortless about it, mm-hmm. it never was. Yeah. But we like the lie that it was effortless, we like the myth that this person was just winging it. Like, they mm-hmm. that's not how any of these successful people yeah. are doing it. Like, uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned comedians, but it's the same thing we see this also with like acting in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like improv. So mm-hmm. people probably know, like, there are certain scenes from some people's favorite movies that may be improv. And I think improv means... But improv is a skill that they have developed mm-hmm. over countless hours of improv Yeah. And they're not... Like, this is not Will Ferrell's first time winging it. This is not his right. first time improv
2: Right. i
3: spent decades improving my improv. I,
2: yeah. <laughs> Something
3: yeah, like, natural about this.
0: What? <laughs> I know! I thought uh, these people were just so witty... And clever. Right. And they right. just they just you know, they they've just waited their like, you know.
1: They've just been we discovered. Just, this is just this was their moment. We just
3: thought like Will Ferrell and Steve and, and Paul Rudd and Steve Carroll and, and Anchorman were so gifted that they just winged it and that movie came out that great. Like, look, I assure you, the script of that movie is like there's some directions, but man, yeah, we, we trust these guys to sort of play off each other. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's because they spent decades honing that mess. Like uh-huh. Um and that's a great point, man, is we really do value culturally the idea of the person who doesn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes
3: we get people who actually don't have plans.
1: and <laughs> it's not great. <laughs>
2: it's not
1: great. They haven't they not haven't they right. haven't honed their improv skills. They no. just don't have a plan. Just <laughs> no, like, they, yeah. They're not bullshitting. They actually don't have a plan. Yeah.
3: Like, oh, well crap. Damn. And, I, and I,
1: I can say from being a person who for the vast majority of my life really doesn't, didn't plan things out, didn't try to like do any, like, you know, I just did shit. It's, uh, it's exhausting. It's difficult. And it usually ends badly for you. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have to get good at being able to just make it up as you go. But like (laughs) for the first few years, you just, not going to be winning
2: those battles
3: i'll tell you what yeah yeah uh you know this is some some sort of i guess how the sausage is made here on pointcast for people if they would if they would they, if they care but like i did not used to always script my show uh this like as i do with the smart politics i didn't always use to script it at first i sort of rejected francine's suggestion that i script it like "Ah, i'll be fine and i was like hmm Maybe it isn't working so well. And then I started scripting it and started outlining it and really scripting the whole thing very, very methodically. And yeah, the quality has improved, but it's also just been so much easier on me because I know I'm prepared when I go into the booth to record. I know I'm ready to roll. Same thing with the articles I write. You know, I used to sort of wing them. Now I try to outline them and plan them better as I've gotten better at doing these things. And yeah, it's been remarkable how much easier it has made my job as a writer and podcaster to actually plan things. mm mm-hmm. Now, can that sometimes make it feel a little more stilted? Can it sometimes feel like it's constraining me? Yeah. There are times when my outlines feel a little like they are boxing me in. And mm-hmm. I struggle against them. Like, ah, I just like can I just like I want a 10 minute tangent? And I'm like, no. I only have 15 minutes to record. No tangents, Anthony. If you have five minutes of content you want to swap in, you better find five minutes to cut
0: out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gotta be like, tight. You gotta get everything you got. It's gotta be tight. I'm, um
0: <laughs> so this uh related not not I say very pretty similar um uh, so I I have uh I have a talk coming up at a uh at a symposium I was I was selected to give a talk at the symposium um very exciting very excited about the opportunity but um it's a 15 minute talk. Uh when I have I have given this presentation before and typically, it's an hour.
2: Goddamn! Yeah,
0: I have to trim down my one-hour presentation for 15 minutes and make it. And I say, you know, make it succinct, make it snap. Yeah, uh, and you know, like have everybody like walk away feeling like they understood what I did.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and for people who are curious. When I record my shows, 15 minutes about two thousand words. It's so like Alex is probably going from somewhere around eight to ten to somewhere around two to twenty five hundred words. Like, oh, I gotta cut six thousand words out. Yep. My, <laughs> my,
0: my senior <laughs> year high science. school <laughs> <laughs> right. science from ten thousand words to two thousand words. You got this. You got, right.
2: this.
1: You, you, you got it. My senior year, a high school English teacher told told us. It's easy to write a lot of words. It's hard to, to make oh. that, to cut those, like, to cut it yep. down. She yep. would say, no more than three pages. And then you would get right and you'd be like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> this is right. not fit in three pages.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And, and, I mean, we all learned this lesson. I think a lot of us when we're writing papers, I think a lot of us have that experience of, like, your teacher doesn't want everyone giving them 15 pages. They don't mm-hmm. have time for that shit. Mm-hmm. They have time for three. There's uh, 30 students. Don't do this to your teachers. 30, and we
1: are... 30, downwards of 30 students.
3: Exactly. And then we... At some yeah. point, we start choosing presidents and we move away from the idea that planning or scripting or you know, laying things out is something that's valuable and we swap it in for this whatever the current ideal is and Yeah, this all feeds into this constitutional problem we have. It all feeds into the problem of how can presidents get things done because they're not thinking about how to get things done. They're not giving you a plan on how they're going to pass any of this. They don't have one, and you're not asking for one. So uh, I think –
1: oh, go ahead, Alex.
0: uh, Go ahead. Just just real quick. Uh, So there's the common – let's say the the misattributed quote, uh, um, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Which uh, traces its turn uh, back to um, I it's French, so I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name. uh, Say it how it's spelled. (laughs) Blaise Pascal. All right. From 1657, uh, say uh is the earliest uh we've said, and he said um. And this is a trans English translation. Uh I have made this longer than usual because I have had not t- not had time to make it
1: shorter. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. 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 So Yeah. Uh, um sorry. I, was I, was say, think, I also Alex, think you. Yeah, you got more, Alex? I was
0: just saying like, like and we've we've kind of you know, gone a little far afield from like the like the original topic, but like there is a lot. I say there is a lot of prep that goes into being
1: authentic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which
0: sounds very
1: dumb. Yeah. Yep. The the for the videos that I work on, if I I had a couple of them where I went unscripted and authentic me, where I'm just off the cuff, is there's a ton of pauses, there's a ton of uh's, there's a ton of just like my brain trying to catch up with my mouth. Yep. And it's awful. It's yep. so horrible to listen to. Yep. And it's so horrible to edit. It's so much easier to just, this is the thoughts that I want to say. So I'm just going to script it. I'm just going to type it out now, say yep. it, record me saying it, and just work on sounding like work on my script reading. So I sound yep. more, so I sound like I'm not reading from a script. Yep. Yep.
3: Which is a like, yes. You have to read from the script in order to learn how to not sound like you're reading from the script. This yeah. is exactly as stupid as it sounds. But this <laughs> level of, of preparation that you put into your videos, and I try to put this on my podcast, and Alex and I have to put into his speech, we don't even demand this from the president. No. And again, that that is on us, the voters. Look, th- that is not their fault that we're not asking this from them. This is on us. We we have to demand <laughs> this and appreciate it when so when a candidate tells us, like, do you know how many hours but I guess maybe they don't want to sound like they're being, you know, whatever, but like if a candidate tells you I stay up till three in the morning preparing every day, we have to like instead of like pooping them and go, Oh my god, look at them trying to show off. Like,
1: no. There's this weird there's this weird um disconnect between like we're gonna we're gonna shit on the president for being prepared. But at the same time, we're gonna laud people who put a hundred hours a week into their work. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> but not <Right>. the president. <laughs> right.
3: But not the president. Like, what is this? Yeah.
1: Oh, I love, I love a fucking <clears throat> uh, a musician who puts hundreds of thousands right. of hours into their music, and they got, <laughs> right. they made it big. But if the president did any of that shit, he can go to hell. He can- <laughs> Right, right. And like, what are you working hard?
3: Like, what is this? Like, I, like, why are you like this? Like, you want <laughs> yeah. your lawyer to work this hard, don't that's,
1: you? That's <laughs> why I started laughing earlier. I was like, what if you robbed a bank? And, right. <laughs> or you got framed for robbing a bank. And you right. hired a lawyer who just walked in, no briefcase, and was just like, I got this. <laughs> I would not be hopeful.
3: Nah. I put ah. in my straight put in my straight 40. Plus I take my hour lunches every day. <laughs> like, so if I call you at 6 p.m., look, I clocked out at five. I'm not working on your case until nine.
2: Oh
1: bro! bro. <laughs> it's the it's the lawyer from The Simpsons where he's just right. like, he puts in actually. fifteen minute bathroom breaks and then on the first <laughs> right. one he just leaves. <laughs> right. That's exactly it.
0: I uh, actually. I, I, I do want lawyers who who put in there who put in their forty hours and then leave, uh, but I also that's because I want a society where, like, where that is the expectation and everything is based around it.
3: Yes. Well, maybe we just have to have more lawyers for people. Like, hey, you know, there's, you know, an idea. there's an idea. More Josh lawyers. But no, more
1: you're,
3: lawyers, more <laughs> lawyers. More <laughs> <laughs> weird place for the pot to end up at. More lawyers. Um, <laughs> I mean, but I, no, that's, I mean,
0: and I, uh, uh, more everything, more right, ev- right. like more more jobs, like right, right. Which I, I want to observe, like, so everyone talks about like more jobs being good, but like, can I just observe like a fundamental math thing here for just a moment? <laughs> so the more, so if you have a good and it is distributed amongst amongst a group the larger the group the less every individual gets of the good yeah so if like so if like money is like is like a good so everyone's like more like more jobs it's like great um that does like pe- more people in the workforce that does mean you have to pay them
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and where do you yeah. think that money comes from like yeah. yes it also means more production and so like money number arrow go up money go up like but like you you do we do actually have to reckon with this
1: and, more people um, get paid more money gets spent more people spend money more money people make it's simple it's a simple
0: i mean i mean <laughs> th- you you are correct and i and i i we, we don't teach we teach very stupid. We teach very bad economics. Like, it's like, oh, we'll just teach the basics, and everyone makes sense. And it's like, yes, but like, your basics are bad.
1: <laughs> your basics are shit. Because, yes.
0: like, the way that money works, the way that money works is it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Okay. Once your base thing, like, once your base needs are met, mm. the money that you have. The money that you are like the the extra money that you have is actually irrelevant. What yep. matters is the rate at which is the rate at which money transfers, mm-hmm. because um m- because the more that money transfers, that means like the more activity that occurs, and the more activity, like the more productivity, and then like and that's how like GDP grows. That's actually how markets work. Markets work by like by. Um, ba- say basically, like money velocity. So, um, so giving money to billionaires is bad because there is no velocity. Yep. When, it, like, if you put money into an account and it just, and what's the point of the money? The point is the money is to like incur, like, is to just gather more money. That's, yep. That's not helpful, I mean, like well, yep. no, 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 it garners in like it garners interest because like other people are using it, but other people are using it to what
1: make more money <laughs> well or, right,
0: <laughs> right to incur like to to like it say it's, a, it's not, um people have done studies, and it's like eighty percent of all like of the na- of the world's wealth is just in a closed loop, yeah, it's just this person giving money to this person who gives money to this person who gives money to this person. Like it's just a close. It's just like, and that's the, the point is like, so that the, the people along the chain just like get more money because they have yep. this idea that if the money leaves the system and like, then it's lost despite the fact that that is how we have gotten here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not how money works. It's not, no, how it's money not works. at all how money works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen is back. Reconnecting. Yes.
3: Well, I know, Nick, you have posted it, but I'm probably going to have to jump off here soon myself. Uh, All right. Well, we've got... My, my kids are going away. Heather and I have a weekend.
0: Oh, well, that's very exciting. And uh, we appreciate you taking the opportunity, like, taking this sacred time to let's, let's hang out with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like again to circle back, or like that's just like that's not how like the economy works. Like even even the like the conservative conception of the economy works. Like pie go bigger. Like as long as the pie continues to get bigger, then everybody gets more pie. It's like how do you think the pie gets bigger? Like it, the pie only gets bigger by like making new like by coming up with like new like new products and new markets and and things like that. And, like, that still is driven from the, like, not from the very bottom, but from the bottom up, because that is the way that money works. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Okay, I I have some idea how we
1: got it so (laughs) twisted. But (laughs) (laughs) it's this little guy called Reagan. And (laughs) Uh, look,
3: we better be very. We are heading up. This will be the last thing I say before I hop off. Now Alex knows my prediction on this. That like we are, if anyone who's a Democrat or a progressive or at all left-leaning should count the lucky stars that Donald Trump is on the other side. Because if they if if they ran anyone with any sort of a like Reagan-esque appeal, mm-hmm. Democrats would lose next time around? I mean, they'd be looking at a bloodbath like Reagan delivered them in 80 and 84. They would be looking at an absolute electoral nightmare. Like, the only thing, keeping it together, again, the latest polling, like, Biden was not, he's at 36 approval, he's at, like, there's only 60% of Democrats want them to choose somebody else. The only thing holding, even making it remotely competitive is that the other side is insisting on nominating the, like, the, the, only worst, person. the
0: worst people possible? <laughs> the worst
3: people possible. Like, like, I've said, like, Hogan from Maryland is like Governor Hogan, who is like a popular red governor in a in a very blue state. And I'm like, if Hogan was the nominee in some world where Republicans got it together for, like, one cycle, if they ran Hogan, oh, it would, it would be a, a generational massacre.
2: <laughs>
3: like you'd be, it would be an absolute slaughter. Like, mm-hmm. people should be lucky there's no Reagan coming. It's like, look I don't have it to like Reagan to but I look Reagan at 80 topic. right I look at 80 and 84 and I'm like it wasn't that long ago when the country delivered Republicans the biggest victory in like U.S. electoral history twice mm-hmm. like, if you think that part of the country has gone in 35 years no it's still there Republicans just can no longer tap into it for their own reasons but it is there
0: I really I say I really like to believe it's but, like say, people uh, got like just got more savvy, but I, you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: and, again, and, say,
0: and and to be clear i I mean like more savvy, and just been like look, like i I don't okay, look, I would prefer to be stabbed in the back, do me the honor of at least pretending like but like the modern modern republicans are like, nah man i I'm, I will stab you multiple times in the
1: belly. Just like. Right, got you like a fish. So gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, stab stop. you, and you're gonna know. Who you're you're you. gonna,
0: say, you're gonna see the knife, and you're gonna see it coming. Like at least, like, be smarter about it. Golly, no.
1: no. <laughs>
0: it's all
3: like, can no. you? And we should be fortunate that they aren't smarter you, about it. I mean,
0: can you put aside um, your contempt for your fellow man for just a moment?
3: <laughs> no. Again, let, me, we be. let me patch if up the wounds. It is a good thing they have decided to embark on the path they that they are on because um the country has a fundamental conservative fundamentally is in many ways sort of more conservative than our peer countries on a bunch of issues. We just sort of lean a little more conservative than they do. We're more religious than they are. So we have a bunch of things. Like and Republicans could appeal to that if they were not so damn determined not to. For for their own confusing reasons, as they were trying, they weren't interested in trying their hardest to be unappealing to a lot of people. They uh, would just completely dominate. They would totally dominate where Democrats right now. Um, Again, like we, I know I said that would be the last thing, and I really do mean it. But like, (laughs) we are likely right now to get a rematch involving. 70, 80 year old men who if you look at polling, no one really seems to like a bunch and that is likely to be the rematch we're going to get which is crazy as hell
1: <laughs> we're going to get a rematch no one asked for. Why Why did you say rematch? I just imagine like the the 80s style boxing matches where like their heads crouch into each other. Yes, and yes. then you just see them getting ready, like Rocky
2: fifteen. Out. Yeah, like,
1: like Rocky yep, fifteen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no you one wants
2: to this.
4: Like, it's Rocky fifteen Rocky? where it's not even Rocky fighting. It's the coaches fighting.
2: <laughs> the coaches right, right, fighting. right, right.
0: Like so no one, the, no one wants this. Say so who does Rocky fight in his in the legendary fight? Like what's Creed? the name of it? Creed. Yeah. Rocky so this is, Creed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's say, So, this is Rocky Creed, the rematch 50 years later.
2: I mean, <laughs> 50 years later.
3: Which currently, what they are doing is Creed's son is currently fighting in the current version of the Rocky franchise. So, tragically, this is not too untrue. I enjoy the new movies, but still,
4: we didn't even like, get Creed. No, we're getting literally. In, in, right. Instead of being like, okay, we're gonna get Rocky and Creed coaching them. It's like, no, we know how much you love Rocky and Creed. So, 50 years later, instead of giving you like Rocky coaching someone, right. and Creed coaching someone, we're right. giving you honest
1: to God Jerry Rocky versus Creed. <laughs> No, like I was going to say that that's exactly based on how movies are nostalgia baiting. Basically, what they're right. going to do, they're going to do the kids and then the kids are going to not fight each other. And so <laughs> a geriatric, right. Rocky right. and Geriatric Creed are going to duke it out. Right. It's it's it's
3: completely insane. It's it's absolute madness. I mean, I cannot my personal views aside. I don't think people have to agree with me that's fine I'm happy to debate any number of things what I cannot understand is how we are seriously going to run this back again with these two dudes who again the country doesn't really want like the Republican party is like uh, very lukewarm now on Trump Democrats openly dislike Biden yeah. and apparently we're just going to that that's we're going to run them back again guys but Neither one of us like our guy, so why are we
4: – how the which, hell – It blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind because it's so crazy when I talk to my friends in other countries and they talk about their choices as like, well, I like this guy, but I think I like this guy more. It's like, what is that like?
2: It's right. <laughs> <What laughs> right. like to
4: have two people that you like and you vote for the better one versus like, well, I don't like either of them, so I guess I'll go for the one I dislike less? Right.
1: What is it not being in an abusive relationship with your president?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
3: And no, that's exactly it. And and all the stuff we've talked about, really, this does all matter because, yeah, I know two years from now, seems like it's very far away, like the next presidential race. But if we run Trump-Biden, the person who wins will immediately be underwater with like 60% of the country. Like you will have no, these dudes will have no mandate to govern. Neither one of them, given where they are right now, will have any mandate to fix anything in two
0: thousand twenty four I will also note very funny here, right the person who wins the party who wins loses more yeah because because then they're done I, yep. so, I i mean barring barring some constitution like some some constitutional fuckery, which isn't. Impossible from one party. Um, I'm talking about Republicans. I, I'm talking about Republicans. Republicans would be the ones brazen enough to like to do, yep. do constitutional fuckery. Um, I was being cheeky. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> Democrats. Twisted. Democrats aren't like don't have the spine to try constitutional right. fuckery. No. <laughs>
3: No, it's gonna. It's 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 really uh, uh, like my god. But,
0: but yeah, so suppose so suppose Biden wins, right? So then the the Democratic Party has to move on. Yeah, have to move on. But but the Republican I, Party, nope, Trump gets to run again, guys.
3: Yeah, and, and, and if anyone has ever you know, people should pay attention to what when a president wins wins re-election, their second term is always less productive than their first time around because they can't run again, and so people have no reason to fear them. You're essentially drawing dead for your second four years. Either one of these guys will be drawing dead. They cannot run again unless, like you said, some constitutional fuckery. They will be drawing a dead hand from the moment they hit office. People will start counting down the days so they cannot run again. Like... If you yeah. think two thousand twenty to two thousand twenty-four has been unproductive, or if you think two thousand sixteen to two thousand twenty was unproductive, two thousand twenty-four to two thousand twenty eight with either one of these guys
1: is even less productive. No. <laughs> I I get why they don't just like either either party, honestly. Just pick someone who people like. I get why they don't do that. Because the argument always is, well then the other guy'll take it because You know, blah 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 blah. But like trying to say it out loud right now, I still don't understand why that that would work. uh,
0: And say it's a real shame Anthony's gonna go because uh, I I know this is one of his favorite topics. Um, (laughs) So we have to talk about the primary system.
2: Damn it! Uh, And I do have to go. And say
0: specifically, specifically, uh, why? I say, why did we get Biden uh, as uh, as as nominee? Oh, it was the Black Caucus because the Black yeah, Caucus has uh, has um, a, <laughs> a stupid amount old. of control over who the who the Democratic primary
3: is. Just an absolute iron grip on Super Tuesday, and I <laughs> whether or not people like this, they can like it, they can hate it. I don't care. I've been saying the same thing since Bernie first ran against Hillary. I was like, there is an iron grip on Super Tuesday it is the Black Caucus. Unless you have a plan to win the Black Caucus on Super Tuesday, you are going to lose the Democrat primary. Whether or not you want to accept this is up to you, but this is what's going to happen. I said this to all my Bernie friends when it was Bernie Hillier. I was like, this whole race ends Super Tuesday because she's going to steamroll him in all the black states. And I don't know what to tell you. And then that then, then happened. And it happened again four years later. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, How could Biden win? He's going to steamroll this entire field in the black states. This is just a thing that's going to happen. Like, but what about none of that's going to matter? None of it. <laughs> Have you checked any of the polling from any of those big Super Tuesday states? Like, you're telling me, oh, like they did really well in Iowa. That's cool. Like, that's great. I'm happy you got a boost from like Iowa or New Hampshire. Like, that's a bully for you.
2: What I say?
0: Right. And, say, and unless you, you say, and here like, and this is the, the like the fundamental is like, well, you should change the concrete the, the, the primary system. So like, because in principle, right, the primary system is designed to do to find the best candidate to win the yeah. election. So by that metric, your primary system should mirror the elect, like the electoral system such that you basically like you run simulations. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well this person won in, I like this person won in, in, Ohio, uh, Ohio is maybe a bad example now. Um, yeah. What's like a purple state? Arizona. This person right. Arizona won in Arizona, so like that's really fucking important. If our own, if our path to victory must go through Arizona. Yep. But but we but in order but to do that, so for Democrats to do that, um, they would have to uh, tell the Black Caucus to fuck off. Yes. And they basically. They don't want yeah. to do that. Yeah,
3: that's to say a bunch of black, heavy southern states that we have no chance of winning in the general cannot decide our primary. Yep. That would be – yeah. So Super Tuesday functions is not just a big boost for the black caucus, but also because a number of large states vote on the same day, it is intrinsically inherently more rewarding for large campaigns Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter if you can like – the thing you can do in Iowa, which is where you go to Iowa months ahead of time like candidates are in Iowa long before the Iowa caucuses they're there for weeks and months well you can't do that on Super Tuesday there's a bunch of states voting on the same day you can't spend months and weeks in all of them beforehand so it rewards big campaigns who can have big big commercial advertising and they can blast their message everywhere that's who it rewards it rewards the big powerful candidates And it rewards people who appeal to black voters. So I kept trying to say, like, Biden and Clinton are going to steamroll the field on those days. And the last two times, I guess everyone just kept ignoring. Like, I I have no idea why this was such a difficult message to parse for people, why this was so difficult to accept that, like, the the, the Biden machine is going to absolutely massacre you and the race is over. Like, there is no, I don't, that's it, guys. Them. Again, you don't have to like this fact, but you do need to actually accept it and grapple with it and either change your primary, like Alex mentioned, or figure out ways to, like, win those states. Like, those are your only two choices, which, which – what you can't do is just go, oh, we're going to sweep up – a, like, we're going to do really well in Iowa and New Hampshire, and then we're going to somehow parse that into victory in, like, Georgia. And I'm like, that's not the pass. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um. I say, I would a Mississippi pipeline that I am not aware of.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, Republicans can't do it because um, they, uh, because conservatives can't help but like be vicious. Yes. I say, like, have you, like, as you guys ever, like, so the Republican primary is set up intentionally to be as decisive as and, and quick as possible. Yep. Because if they stretch it out, they will tear each other apart. Yep. They say what will happen is everyone will air everyone else's dirty laundry and all of the voters will hate all of them. Yep. They can't help themselves. Look at 2016, whenever
4: it did extend on for quite a while. Yep. Yep. It was constant bloodbaths in all of the debates. You know, I. Trump said some terrible things about some of the people and some of their wives, Ted Cruz. Um, and buddy Yeah <laughs> <a> lot of, <laughs> a lot, of, lot of bad this stuff. Dude, this dude Ted Cruz. I can't
3: we can't even talk about Ted. I, I hate Ted Cruz for a variety of reasons, but as a I'll just be I don't, this isn't some like sexist thing, but just as like, a as like a man. On like a, like a level of like manhood, like bro, he talked about your wife and your dad, bro. Are you fucking serious? This dude was like insinuated your dad helped kill JFK. Dude, dude, you can't let people just dog on your dad and your wife. Either one of those is bad. Respect your parents or your wife. Pick one. Hell, like I don't know. A level,
1: it's a level of self-respect <laughs> Ted Cruz doesn't have. Right, you could just like, talk shit on his wife right. and dad.
3: Right,
4: like, dude,
3: that's complete. <laughs> like, you have no <laughs> self-respect at all. Like, I don't care who you are. You can't go on stage and talk
4: about my wife and my dad, man. Like, that's not right. a thing you can do.
0: <laughs> is it? Mon- <laughs> what you
4: don't understand like- is Trump gave him a nice big boot to lick afterwards.
2: Right. It's like, oh
4: my <laughs>
3: god,
4: like chicken shit, and then they're all like, well, oh, we can't. Okay, we defeat this
0: guy. Is I mean, it a, machismo, like, a conservative value? Supposedly. Like, uh, like the, the, my dude, Will Smith has more machismo
3: than you do. It's shocking. It's shocking. Like, <laughs> honor thy mother and father. I don't know. Pick any of this stuff. Like, you can't just let people disrespect your whole family up there, man. That's not, that's not a thing you guys can let him do. And then he did mm-hmm. it, and then they all, like, laid
4: down and, and died. And well, now they're, like, Shocked that this is where they are.
2: And, I will uh, say, yeah.
4: if, if any of you watch The Boys, I think the most recent season of The Boys did a fantastic job of satirizing the entirety, with the comparison of Homelander and and The Deep and Homelander and uh, A-Train, um, comparing it to, to Trump and, and Cruz and his lackeys, you know?
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to, I've, I've worked my way through the first two seasons, but I'm, I've not yet watched the third one, so I'm going to have to watch it now. But, on okay. that note, Fellas, I'm out. Steven. nice meeting you.
1: It was nice meeting you as well. Um, oh. I think with that, we should take a quick break because I need to eat breakfast and it's almost noon. Um, I mean, all right, we, we've got three
0: hours, so we uh, can we can just call it here. We can just call um, it. Okay. So this was uh, this was fun. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I hope I, say, I hope uh, I hope people enjoyed this, uh, and if they re- want more of this, we are happy to do. Uh, we're actually looking to try to do like more public things. Uh, this is a li- I say um, it's a little difficult because our team is not centralized. Like mm-hmm. there are some of us in Indiana, and then we have some people in New York, and we have some people in. Um, you're in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, right, yeah. Nick? Yeah, the people in Pennsylvania and New York, so people on the East coast and then some people in the Midwest, but like, we're really looking into like trying to like interact more with our community. Um, So this was, so if you like this and want more of this, let us know. Um, You can always find us on our website Uh, there. We each have our own individual emails. So if you, uh, if you want to say, if you want to give us your love and thunder, hot takes, and tell us our opinions are bad. Um, you know you know where to find us. Um, that being said, I'll just... Uh, all right. So uh, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Eliag Productions, the studio for podcasters and musicians, and PointCast News. To listen to any of our po- podcasts, please go to our website at news or find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us and like us on our Facebook page. Thank you for listening. Uh, Alex out.